Ladies and, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. We are here at Albert Field in San Rafael, California, where the San Rafael Pacifics will play host to your Vallejo Admirals. Thank you for tuning in to the Mixler app and listening to the Vallejo Admirals Broadcast Network. I'm Stephen Babb, and joining me tonight on the call will be Sam Pasco, joining us from KXSF 102.5. So, Sam, this is your first time joining us here on the broadcast. Uh, what do you think so far? It's great. Yeah, thanks, Stephen, for having me out here in San Rafael. Beautiful day. Yeah, I love independent baseball. I mean, baseball as a whole is great. And, you know, the Giants, they're away right now, you know, down in San Diego taking on the Padres. And it's great to have some nice local family fun entertainment right here in the Bay in San Rafael, beautiful Albert Park. Here, I actually played here uh, for my high school team, University High School. This is, this is the home field for the Marin Academy uh, baseball team. I, don't know, I think they're the Wildcats, but anyway, it's a great park here. It should be a great game for tonight. Okay, yeah, and uh, it's going to be, should be a great one. Uh, Vallejo was supposed to play last night in Sonoma, but uh, that didn't happen. Field was a little too wet. Some sprinklers were left on. They had a nice home run derby instead. Uh, today on the mound for San Rafael will be Justin Watland, and for Vallejo will be Carl Bryce. And let's go ahead and do the Starting lineups for the Admirals today. Leading off will be Vladimir Gomez, the right fielder. Shortstop Matt Ureste batting second. Nick Aiken Sr. with DH duties. Batting cleanup will be Montreal Marshall. He'll be playing first base today. Followed by center fielder Chevy Clark. Then left fielder Jacob Wark. Batting seventh, catcher Ricky Gingris. Second baseman Chris Fernacci will be batting eighth. And then Zach Files over at third base will be batting ninth. And as we mentioned, Carl Bryce on the mound. Now the starting lineup for the Centerfield Pacifics will be shortstop Raul Navarro, followed by center fielder Marcus Montalongo. Then over at third base, we got Yaye Peguero. Batting fourth cleanup will be right fielder Axel Johnson. Followed by Corey Dempster will be playing left field. Armindo Escobar will get a break from behind the plate and he'll be at first base. Mike Unknown, DH duties batting seventh. Jacob Colombo will take his turn behind the dish. Dante Biagini over at second base. And Justin Watland on the rubber for San Rafael. So that's going to do it for starting lineups. We'll be back shortly to bring you the action right after this.
So we're back here at San Rafael Albert Field. They're doing some pre-game celebration. Not exactly sure yeah. what's going on. This is the uh, Alexis Bush Award Night, actually. Prior to first pitch, the Pacifics are honoring Robin Carr and are recognizing women in baseball as a whole. So it should be they've got a nice, nice little setup. they got a little table, got some awards out there. So get, we're getting first pitch just underway here. Oh, there we go. We're getting our tech set up here. Nice situated. If you're out in San Rafael, come on by to the Pacifics game here at Albert Park. Absolutely. Um, it's a beautiful evening out here. Uh, a little bit of breeze blowing just a touch out to right field. And, yeah, nice and sunny. It might be a nice place to get get away from a little bit of the heat that's going yeah. on in the Bay Area today. It's not too warm with that little breeze. Perfect night. It's a little Saturday night, night baseball here, summer su summer evening. I mean, this is the quintessential, you know, nice little baseball game out here, you know. Uh, you mentioned the lineup before. I just wanted to mention some some uh, the fans, what, what they could watch from the Pacifics roster. First up, Axel Johnson batting cleanup, uh, playing right field for the Pacifics. He is second in the league right now with 45 RBIs. So he looked for him to make some damage at that in that cleanup spot. And don't also forget about uh, Dempster, Corey Dempster, batting just after Johnson if Johnson gets on and he doesn't bring anyone in. Dempster can definitely have some uh, pop there. He has 33 RBIs, good for fourth in the Pacific Association. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, and Axel Johnson is trailing Dondre Hubbard, the stud for Sonoma. He's got 14 homers and 51 RBIs. So... Look to see a lot of pop from Axel uh, on this warm day here. There should be a lot of carry to the outfield and see how that goes. So I'm going to go ahead and go over the defensive alignment for the Pacifics. Uh, starting left to right in outfield, we've got Corey Dempster, Marcus Montalongo, and then the aforementioned Axel Johnson. In the infield going clockwise, at third base we got uh, Yair Peguero, Raul, Raul, Raul Navarro, Dante Biagini, and first baseman Armindo Escobar, Jacob Colombo behind the dish, and Justin Watland on the mound. Uh, Armindo Escobar is normally the catcher for San Rafael, but it looks like he's getting a little bit of a break today and being sent over to first base. Now, on the mound, Justin Watland, this is his first start for the Pacifics. Uh, he came in in relief against the Admirals just the other day, so... All he knows so far are the Admirals. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he does have a zero ERA, one strikeout, one walk, and one and a third innings pitched. So we don't know a whole lot about Justin yet, so it'll be interesting to see how how he gets the gets off to a start here today, and we'll get a, a look at his pitches and see how he does. Mm -hmm. Now opposite him is Carl Bryce. This will be Carl's 10th start and his 11th appearance. Now he's pitched 50 and a third. He's got a five ERA uh Two wins, four losses, and 63 strikeouts against 47 walks. So we've seen Carl Bryce really catch a groove and really be dominant on the mound. He's a very tall, right-handed pitcher. In fact, he is listed listed at six foot five, 250 pounds. Wow. So when he catches his groove, he's really dominant. But we have seen him start to have a little control issue. Uh, that big frame on the mound, we've seen him, you know, either short stride, long stride, so miss his mark a little bit. So keep an eye on that and see how, what kind of a start he can get off to today against the Stompers. So we're going to go ahead and take another break here while this ceremony continues. And we will be back, hopefully, in just a moment.
it's very special for us. And we are back here at Albert Field. They're still going on with the pregame ceremony. It's like some trophies and awards being handed out. Yeah. Admirals coming in on a four-game winning streak, which is their longest streak since the last four games of last season. So they're able to kind of find their groove here as of late, uh, coming in at 19 and 22. Yeah, they're looking, they're looking to make it five in a row, which is very impressive right now, because being that uh, last time they went five in a row in a single season was last year, not last year, actually, August of 2017, the first through the fifth. And it's actually funny, well, both this Bay Area team, actually, I guess all the teams here are Bay Area, but uh, <laughs> the Giants actually are heating up down too right now. Uh, so maybe this, this, this summer heat wave that's coming upon us in the Bay Area is bringing some boost to uh, our Admirals and the Giants over there. So you... I'm sure you follow and cover uh, all Bay Area sports over at uh, KXSF 102.5. What's your take on the Giants and you know the trade deadline coming up and just the recent success, the season as a whole? You know, what are, what are some of your thoughts on San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, I've been covering the Giants with KXSF Sports being there, talking to Bochi. Uh, I talked to Farhan once, and yeah, it's been really surprising to see them have the surge right now. They really were not looking like a good team in that early April and May time period, but right now they're, they're surging, and I think the best thing for them to do right now would just be to stay pat and not make a move. These guys are gelling right now. The clubhouse has a, an electric feeling about it. These guys seem to be meshing as a group. And it's really been, it's been great. I mean, even if they were to make a move and acquire, you know, someone like an Eric Sogard, you know, someone's going to have to come off that 25-man roster. If it's a Tyler Austin or a Donovan Solano, you know, it just, it does, I don't see that as the best thing. I mean, Farhan talked about trying to make a move, buying and selling. But honestly, they, they're working right now. I mean, they're very hot. They won last night, an extra inning one. They're really good. These one-run games. And... Honestly, they can be a force. They're probably not going to win the NL West. The Dodgers just are running away with it. I think they're like 14 and a half back. But they're second in the NL West and two and a half games back in the, for the uh, second wild card spot. So I don't see why they can't make a push uh, with just the guys they got right now. They got some new young guys, Dickerson, Yastrzemski, coming up through the ranks and making a uh, force. With also some nice veteran guys, Brandon Belt now in the leadoff spot. And uh, Kevin Pillar coming over from Toronto, Superman, making some great catches. So No, I, you know, I'm right in line with what 
you're saying, and I've been following the Giants since 1987. Uh, I had a chance to work out at AT&T Park in 2015. Uh, I actually got to meet and get to know some of these guys back in those days, and I understand the Giants and the culture that they have and the family mentality. Uh, you know, I, I know some people in the um, front office, and it, just the way that they do business is unique, and not a lot of people understand. Uh, we can go to Matt Cain, the end of his career, and the, the kind of thank you contract that they gave him, even though his, you know, his play had fallen off and he wasn't the, the horse's boat you would have called him towards the end of his career, they take care of their own. So uh, last year, uh, at the end of the season, I was telling everybody that I could see Bumgarner at least coming back and making the opening day roster, and that I didn't see him getting traded in the offseason. Well, here we go. He's on the opening roster, didn't get traded. And then I started saying, you know, I don't see uh, him being moved at the deadline. I just don't see it. He's done so much. He loves it here in San Francisco. He's one of those players that doesn't care about money. He's comfortable here where he's at. And as the season went on, and kind of he had some struggles early, but has definitely found his groove. I don't think Farhan can get what he wants in return for dealing off such a big fan favorite and a, a big piece of the organization. Like, I, I just don't see other teams valuing him the way that they value him here in San Francisco. And it's, it's one of those things where he's a fan favorite. He loves the clubhouse. Clubhouse loves him. He fights him and Bochy are, like, best buddies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though this is Bochy's last year, I would, wa- I would think that Bumgarner wants to see it through. Mm-hmm. And to you know, fight for Bochi all the way through to the end, and it's just one of those things where I just didn't—I don't see him being moved. And you know, on Twitter, like I'm yeah. on record, like all the way through. And as soon as Thursday hits and he's still a giant, I'm blasting everybody that's been hating <laughs> on me for the last year, and it's going to be fun. But at the same time, none of us know what Zaidi is going to do. He's you know definitely proven that he will do what he wants, you know, and he doesn't. You know, one of the reasons why he was brought in is he has no emotional connection to any of these players, and that's just not how he goes about his business. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and see, you know, if they do move any pieces, uh, if they bring anything in. Um, I'm also of the school of thought that you don't get rid of a Will Smith. You don't yeah. trade bullpen pieces because those are the hardest things to acquire because nobody wants to give up a there, step closer. Yeah, yeah. closers right now, it's, the whole relief market is very volatile right now. I think you mentioned some interesting parts of Bumgarner wanting to stay here, and I think he does. You know, and I think he, if they keep him through this year and they offer him a qualifying uh, deal, they can get draft pick compensation. I think you said it with Bochy's last year, they want to just go go for it. You know, they got the group here, might as well. And Farhan, I think he, I don't think he's going to get the return he would like. From Bumgarner right now, I think at this point. I mean, you look back at some other kind of tread, trade deadlines that made an impact in the postseason. The biggest that comes to mind is Aroldis Chapman from Yankees mm-hmm. to Cubs. Chapman went back to the Yankees. He's on there right now. He wants to stay. And who did the Yankees get back? They got Gleyber Torres, and now he's an all-star stud. And I think baseball has changed in the way that it's looking at younger players as the future, that it's not going to take a 31, 32-year-old pitcher, but Bumgarner just turned 30, but they're not going to look at those guys as highly as these young prospects. So they're not going to be able to go away and get a Gliber for a Mad Bum right now. So I think Farm's not gonna, is going to be under, underwhelmed with the offers right now, especially that Syndergaard and Zach Wheeler are not going to be on the open market uh, in the trade-wise with the Mets kind of floundering and even Marcus Stroman with, Stro- Stroman with the uh, 
Blue Jays. So I don't think, you know, Bumgarner, he was one of the bigger headlines for this trade deadline, but I don't think he's going to be able to get moved. And with Will Smith, I think, you know, you look at the Padres, actually, the Giants are playing right now as an interesting kind of, uh, like, field study for a, for a bullpen because they had a really good, great bullpen last year. They had Brad Hand, a shutdown closer, mm-hmm. and they dealt him away with Adam Simber for a good offensive catcher, Francisco Mejada. And, you know, they still have a strong bullpen with Kirby Yates and Craig Stammen and some other guys there. But do you think if they trade Smith that some of those other guys will have to then step up and then that maybe, you know, a uh, Reyes Maranta, you know, will, will then really step up? Or even, I mean, you know, a Connor Mendez. Does he try to then become, you know, into more role? And I think the biggest one I'd say would be Sam Conrad. I think he could be and turn into a, a stud closer maybe. You know, you know, I agree, and I think so too. Uh, as far as Marante goes... I like him way more as a setup guy right now because he can go in and he can give you two innings. I've seen him give three, and if you were to move him just in the closer role with one inning, you know, I think you're kind of diminishing his value to the club. Um, Some of the pieces you mentioned uh, that they could call up, and they do have some depth in their relief in closing positions. So, you know, the way that that Boach, at least for the rest of the season, likes to manipulate and use his pitchers, uh, he definitely has all the tools to be able to do that right now. Um, now, if you can get something back for some of these guys, you know, I think I think Zaidi will do that. Um, and just as far as farm systems go in minor league and AAA players, there's no guarantee for any of these guys. You know, you trade somebody like a Bumgarner for somebody's top two prospects. I mean, are they even going to get called up? Will they get called up next year? Mm-hmm. Will they have to wait till the year after that? I think a lot of fans are delusional in thinking, oh, we need to build a farm system. Zaidi's made probably 90 moves as far as yeah. the minor league system goes this year, and nobody knows it because he just does it quietly. There's no fanfare about it unless you're getting alerts on your phone. You don't know. And he has been quietly growing the system to where now we've got two top 10 prospects. Or, I mean, top 100 prospects. Excuse me, not top 10. Top 200 prospects. There are top 10. They are, yeah. There are top 10. And you got, you know, there's guys like Joey Bart who, you know, as he develops and progresses and moves from San Jose to Sacramento, I actually, and someone was talking about this the other day, I don't want to take credit for it, but what if they're in the wild card hunt and when the roster expands, what if they brought Bart up? I like that idea. To I like that. I don't think Farn wants to do that with the whole contracts of the young players. They would take take into some of his rookie status. But I think I like that idea. I'd he, like to see that. And he's a stud, rookie status or not. You're gonna keep him. You want to keep him here, you know. And just you got to pay people. You pay them, they'll stay. You make it an environment that they enjoy, and they'll stay. And you don't see. The Giants losing losing a lot of free agents. Like they it just they don't yeah. they they re-sign players because players love it here. They love the culture and the atmosphere and the organization and just how much they take care of each other. And you know it it's, it'll be interesting to see uh, on the other side of the bay the A's. Man, I don't know. I never really know what they're doing. I mean, they've got some great defensive pieces. Their yeah. pitching has not been what it should be this year. Yeah, I mean, you had the Monta suspension. That mm-hmm. really hurt J.D. Games in no postseason. But now they're looking like the Kansas City Royals. They just got Homer <laughs> Bailey and now Jake Dykeman. So, you know, they always like bolstering that bullpen, even though they got Trine and Trevino and Hendricks, which I don't – got to say, Liam Hendricks, eh, I'm not completely sold on Hendricks yet. I know he's mm-hmm. just an all-star, but I don't know about him exactly. But they got some other guys, Ryan Butcher – 
Ryan Dole, actually. I think, you know, he's he's kind of been going under the radar right now. He's been doing too good between Oakland and Vegas. But I think there's some good pieces there. And I think you got to look at the mats on the corner. Matt Chapman and Matt Olson Absolutely. over there. So that'll be interesting to watch. And I think... Here in the Bay, we're almost just about time for the uh, first pitch. Are we looking like that? Yeah. Right I just did real quick to follow up on the A's, and we can oh, yeah. close out that yeah, thought. I wrote a piece last year about their hitting, and last year they were just bombs all the time. You know, Crush Davis, yeah. uh, you know, was just killing the ball. And a lot of analytics guys, and they're just a new way of thinking, you know, the, the, true, the three true outcomes. They were striking out, and they were not hitting for average last year. And I was always of the school of thought, you need to be able to hit for some average because you can't move players over and you can't rely on a home run because when you get into the playoffs, the pitching is so much better than what you see in the regular season. So you can't really rely on that. And I think as a team, they were hitting like 248 last year, which it's not great. And it was right around league average, but if you want to hit league average, you don't want to go to the playoffs because it's the top-tier teams that are going to go far in the playoffs. And the top-team pitchers, too. You're going to be exactly. seeing a, Cole, a, a Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander for mm-hmm. most of it, especially for them if they're in a wild-card situation. You're going to get the number one guy for eight innings. Maybe. Absolutely, and we saw last year against the Yankees. Now, they kind of tweaked their pitching and their starting pitching a little bit, yeah. which was a little questionable. But you saw them struggle. Uh, I think it was the, if I remember right, it was the fourth inning. Uh, they were gifted bases loaded with, a, I think, uh, two walks and a single or something like that. Anyway, it was one out, bases loaded, and they couldn't move the runners over. This is a wild card game. This is a one and done, and you can't move people over because you've been relying on a home run ball all year long. I mean, shoot, squeeze, suicide, squeeze them in. Like, <laughs> but that's just me. Got to score runs here. I like we're just about, for the nas- yeah. about ready for the national anthem. Yeah, we're going to uh, take a quick break here and get back to bringing the action between your Vallejo Admirals here at San Rafael Albert Field as they get ready to take on the Pacifics. We'll be back right after this.
And we're back here in San Rafael as we get set to bring the action between the Valero Admirals and the San Rafael Pacifics. We're getting a look at Justin Watlin uh, for our first time on the mound. Yeah, the uh, six foot four righty here stands in. He went, went to Reno High School and then attended San Jose State. Two years at San Jose, he went 0-2, not that impressive, but in 49 and a third innings pitch, he had a 2-9-2 ERA, so we'll see if he can uh, bring some of that uh, to this game. Hopefully not against our Admirals, but uh, you mentioned it before, all he's known is these Admiral batters, so we'll see how he can uh, face them tonight. Yeah, and he only has only seen them for an inning and a third, so, you know, the Admirals, their bats have been coming alive. Um, you've got Nick Aiken Sr. Uh, finally got off to a really slow start, but he's up to hitting 254 with 12 home runs and 33 RBIs, which both lead the Admirals. And you've got guys like Chevy Clark, who missed uh, a couple games, but he's hitting 278. Uh, but he's also prone to strikeout, so he's one of those true three outcome, uh, true three true outcome. Yeah, that, that's the way baseball is going now. So. We'll see as we get underway here. I listened to I listened to an Admirals broadcast the other night where our broadcast partners Damon Esper and Tim Fitzgerald were on, and Tim didn't want to hear any more complaining about new baseball and the new analytics and the new rules and just the new direction the game's going. So I'm going to take a minute and talk about <laughs> how old school I am and how much I miss small ball. I don't have a problem with the way things are going, but I do think skill of hitting has been taken out of the game. Nobody knows how to hit against a shift anymore. Nobody knows how to bunt. Nobody steals bases. But we're getting ready here for the first pitch. Vladimir we'll Gomez. Later. Yeah, Vladimir oh. Gomez hits a shot. It's a right center field. It's going back, back, and diving catch by Montalongo. He's unable to grab it. The speedy Gomez making his way over to second base for a first pitch leadoff double, and the Admirals' dugout is going crazy. Man, that ball was walloped right there, first pitch. Gomez, 5'10", 195. He got the second quick. I thought he almost could have went the third right there off a little kind of fumble there by the center fielder, uh, Montalango. But, man, what a way to start a game right here. Am I right? Absolutely. And Gomez is fast. Uh, he definitely has some speed. Uh, and coming up now is Matt Ureste, the shortstop for Vallejo. Matt's hitting 264 for the Admirals. The left-hander gets set to step in. Take a look at Gomez's lead at second as he likes to play around over there. He's got a pretty good lead. Shortstop, Ryle Navarro, shading over to hold him on as we get to see the right-hander, Justin Watlin, for his second pitch of the game today. And it's high, ball one. So, yeah, as we mentioned in the pregame, the ball should have some carry out here today. The wind is... It's a slight breeze, if anything. The flag's not moving out there in right field. And with the warmth and the, the warm weather, uh, the ball tends to carry a lot further. Mm -hmm. Also, it's a pretty big outfield, too. So, no, if you get a little, little liner out right in front of the... Uh... And that is hit, but fouled on the first baseline. Escobar diving, trying to knock it down. And he wasn't able to. That ball was fouled, not by a bunch. That's going to make it a 1-1 count to Matt Ureste. Got a ball girl out here at San Rafael today. I always love seeing girls around the ballpark. And it's uh, going to be Women in Baseball Week. Yes. Yes, we just honored um, 
Robin Carr. Pre-game. That's right. USA squaring around a bunt now. A good lead at second, and he pulls it back. The ball misses the zone inside, two and one. And I kind of like the I like the strategy. You know, like you said the former catcher uh, Escobar. At first, he didn't seem to be charging that much at at all. And even if he does, I think they could probably get him to second and and uh, get a man on board here. Yeah, be a genie at second's playing deep. I don't know if he could get over to first base to cover in time. And that pitch is high and outside. So now three balls and one strike to Ureste. So we'll see how Watlin does in this situation. A little pressure here to start the game off for the right-hander. Yeah, only, only thrown two strikes so far. And that just misses low. So a double and a walk is how the Admirals are going to start this game. And that's going to bring up the big bat of Nick Aiken Sr. Yeah, he's got 12 home runs on the season right now. The Admirals home run leader. He's got some pop. Absolutely. He had a four home run weekend uh, four weeks ago or so now. I was able to call the Sunday game against Napa where in his very first at-bat, he hit a two-run bomb, just a no-doubter over center field. He ended up getting ejected from that walk around the bases. Is that first pitch misses high, ball one. He, um, to say he admired it would be an understatement. So he stood in the box and watched it sail over and then clapped his hands and said, that's showtime. Oh. It was awesome. And then he and uh, the ace for the Silverado, Sam Curtis, had, had a few words going around the bags, and he was tossed as soon as he touched home plate. And the 1-0 is a big Ooh. swing and a miss to even it up. He, he knew it. He, he knew was it. looking long bomb there. <laughs> he, he wanted some. Absolutely. He just gave a look back into the dugout. So we've got two runners on, no outs here on the top of the first. It is a 1-1 count to the designated hitter, Nick Aiken Sr., Vlad Gomez on second, Matt Uriste at first, and timeout called as Watlin was in the middle of his middle of the pitch there, and he had to hold up. Pitchers do not care for that at all. Yeah, Aiken's a six-one righty. Uh, was actually drafted by the Los Angeles Dodgers in the 19th round of the 2009 draft. And I was actually going to compare that situation you talked about to Mad Bum, Mad Mu uh, Max Muncy. With uh, some uh, a little swagger there after after pimping a home run, I loved it. <laughs> I'm such a big Madison Bumgarner fan. That pitch is down in the dirt. Good block by Colombo behind the plate. You know Gomez at second was definitely looking at that and wanting to take third base, but he stays put at second. Yeah, a lot of foul territory here. Playing high school ball here, the ball gets away. You can take a base or two. Admirals manager P.J. Phillips, third base duties, third base coach duties, watching Gomez at second, and that is hit high, but it's a pop-up. Shortstop Navarro going back. He's called off by Dempster, charging it, and makes the catch. So that was hit hard, but high and not very deep. You know, but interesting there, if you actually drop that, was it that deep in the outfield to get rid of the speedy Gomez on second? Now that still stays there, one down. But 
Yeah, that, that they do that. That right? wasn't that. That wasn't too deep, right? They could easily th- throw into third, and Gomez wasn't. He was just on second. Yeah, uh, that's going to bring up the cleanup hitter Montrell Marshall, first baseman for the Admirals today. Tall right-hander. He's listed at 6'5", 240, and that is fouled high in back, 0-1. It's an interesting seating arrangement here in San Rafael at Albert Field. We are right above the Admiral's dugout. So it's not really dugouts. It's just kind of a seating sitting area on the field. Beautiful grandstand. And that... Is a ball, and Gomez steals third. Ureste takes second. And that was awesome. Gomez had a, a great jump on that pitch. So a double steal. Yeah, now we got second and third, one down. This this is going to be big for Wetland right now. I mean, he hasn't, he's been wild right now, one one, one down, but let's see if he can execute. Yeah, the one one pitch. To Montrell is in their inside corner for a called strike. And Marshall definitely has some pop in his bat. He's drafted into the Reds organization. So it's a 1-2 count to Marshall. And the pitch from Watland is just below the zone. That was a tough take, but it's going to even it up at 2-2. Two and two. like to say thank you for joining us on the Mixler app here today, Vallejo Admirals Broadcast Network. As we look at a 2-2 pitch to Montreal Marshall, and that is in there for a called strike three. So that'll be the second out of the first inning here. Got runners at second and third. Chevy Clark, the center fielder, looks like he'll be batting from the left side. Chevy, a switch hitter. Started off the season hitting just from the right side. And about midway through, started to switch it up. Yeah, he's been pretty successful, too, with a uh, home run from both sides of the plate back on Thursday against the Pacific. So he's got some power, too. Absolutely. And that pitches off the outside, 1-0. So the Admiral's looking to take advantage of a leadoff double and a walk. Runners on second and third. 1-0 count to Clark. And that is a little low and a little inside, 2-0. Yeah, there's some of those control issues right now. We get that walk after the double, begin the inning. It's going to be key. He's got to end this inning right now if he wants any chance to have some confidence going into the rest of the game. And the 2-0 pitch, and that is hit down the first baseline, and it's just fair. Running over his Escobar, he fields it, he keeps it, he gets the third out. So two runners are stranded after a leadoff double and unable to capitalize. So we're going to be back here for the bottom half of the second inning right after this.
And we're back here to start the bottom half of the first inning. Leading off for the Pacifics, it'll be Raul Navarro, followed by Marcus Montalongo, and then Yair Piguero. So we're watching Carl Bryce, big righty, finish up his warm-up pitches here. I like the stirrups on him. It looks good. Very old school, yeah. which, as we mentioned in the top half of the inning, I am yes. all about... So it looks like Navarro making his way up. He's hitting 368 for the Pacifics. Second on the team. Carl Bryce walks around the mound. As you mentioned, he's wearing the high stirrups. 70s style. So rings around the top below the knee. The white tube socks underneath. You don't see this very often hey, anymore. Baseball's changing, but hey, at least you got some old school style still in there. Absolutely. Now the right-hander, Navarro, stepping in, and Bryce looks in. Bryce starts off pitching from a little bit of a, a stretch. Sometimes he'll take a little step, but not much. And his first pitch of the game is the inside corner for a called strike. Looked like Navarro was bailing on that before he's even going to cross the plate. Yeah, you can't have that mentality. you got to be swinging right here. That was, that was very poor by Raul. For a leadoff hitter, it's a little questionable. That is high and tight. That one, you move out of the way. <laughs> so a 1-1 one, one count to Navarro. <laughs> and the, the ball, ball boy, boy. <laughs> the ball boy did not catch the sign from home plate umpire. <laughs> yeah. And here we go. It's a little nerves out there for a ball boy, you know. It's only the first inning. He'll catch his groove. And the one-one pitch from Bryce, and that is hit high into right field. Gomez making his way over towards the line. He's underneath it, and he makes the catch. Yeah, that was slicing towards the right field line right there. That was a good play. Out there by Gomez. Yeah, here in the Pacific Association, the corner outfielders play well off the lines, which, you know, they're trying to cover the gaps towards center. And so sometimes balls hit down the lines can be trouble. That's going to bring up Marcus Montalongo. Montalongo hitting 260. No home runs as the left-hander takes a pitch high. Ball one. So the score is 0-0. We're in the bottom of the first with one out. Carl Bryce on the mound. Just misses the zone with that fastball. So a 2-0 count to Marcus Montalongo, Pacific center fielder. On deck is Yair Piguero, and that is a big swing and a miss to make it two and one. Yeah, you mentioned center field. He's playing out there, and it's actually dirt. It's not actual grass out there. The whole thing is like a small softball field. That yeah, small softball, maybe little league, and that is in there for a called strike two. So even it up two and two. That's yeah, kind of. The fields facing each other, the backstops are opposite. So, infield dirt that the center fielders have to play in. 
Makes it interesting out there. I've seen some slips, some falls. 2-2 two -two pitch. Just misses the zone low. So full count to Montelongo. As we mentioned, we're sitting right above the Admiral's dugout. So we get a bird's eye view. And that is hit right up the middle. Bryce knocks it down. And he's going to toss it over to Marshall at first and make the out. Great play there by Carl Bryce. Great reaction for the big righty. Two down. Love to see the pitchers help, help help out their defense there, helping himself. Yeah, it can be a, a scary situation depending on how hard it's hit. That's going to bring up Piguero. Piguero looks at a first pitch called strike. And he is not happy about that. He's I don't think anybody's really happy when it's called strike. Yeah. <laughs> As Bryce gets set. And the 0-1 pitch is in there again, knee-high, 0-2. As we mentioned, Bryce pitching from the stretch, no wind-up. Yeah, especially for his height, he doesn't need the extra velo. And that is hit, but foul down the left field line. So the lefty going opposite way on that, just a little late on the swing. It's hard for me to pick up where that ball was hit from our vantage point. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. We're like, we got a nice view, but it's like very flat and very low. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to pick up those low line drives. It's better than being ground level, though. Mm -hmm. And that is hit. A little flare into left field and foul by about six feet. Charging over there was Jacob Wark. You'll see Wark, for his size, former Cow Bear tight end, he's insanely fast. He, I mean, fast. He's probably the fastest guy on the team. Yeah. Faster than Gomez? Yes. Wow. He's got more stolen bases. Gomez has the advantage because of size. Uh, Wark is a big boy. But I've seen him on a fly ball to right field tag up from first and make it to third. Wow. <laughs> and the 0-2 pitch. And that is hit. A shot right to Marshall at first base. He jogs over, and that is going to end the inning. So that's going to do it here for the first inning. It is 0-0. We're going to head into the top half of this second. It'll be Jacob Wark, Ricky Jingris, and Chris Fornacci.
We're back. We're back here in the top half of the second inning. Jacob Wark will be leading off, followed by Ricky Jingris and Chris Fernacci. So you mentioned Wark in the top, uh, bottom half of the first. He'll look at a first pitch strike. Wark leads the team with 15 stolen bases. We mentioned his as that pitch misses the zone. We mentioned his size before. He's six foot four, two thirty is what he's listed at. If he doesn't hear me, I'd like to say I think he's a little bigger than that. As that pitch goes straight to the backstop, two and one. Yeah, you only got two caught stealings too, which is pretty impressive with those fifteen stolen bases. So. Do you think we could see him lay down a bunt right here? <laughs> playing, they're playing pretty far back. I mean, he's a big guy, but. Speed. That's a big swing and a miss to even it up two and two. So uh, he won the home run derby last night, so I do not think he'll be putting down any bunts. The 2 2 pitch, and that is golfed. Nine iron down the left field line. Third baseman Piguero there, and he makes the catch. As you mentioned earlier, the Foul territory here is really big, so there's definitely some plays to be made out there. So I'll bring up the catcher, Ricky Jingris. Jingris and Wilkins Jimenez sharing catching duty for the Admirals. Both great defensive catchers, and that breaking ball misses low, ball one. Yeah, great arms for the Admirals behind the dish. I've seen them make some amazing plays. And that pitch misses high and outside, 2-0. and out. Jingris only hitting 204. It's a little below for him, below his average. And that is hit, but softly towards first base. Escobar there, touches the bag, and that'll be the second out. Pretty smooth for a catcher, actually. I say he looks pretty nimble out there. He does. That's the second unassisted put out <laughs> for Escobar over there. Second baseman Chris Fernacci coming up. Fernacci missed some time this year with a broken thumb, but since he's been back, he's been amazing. Sitting 242, but he can definitely get on base and he's pretty quick out there once he does get on the bags first pitch swinging and that is a high foul ball behind the grandstands 0 and 1 it's always nice when you see kids out at the yard chasing foul balls down yeah something you don't really get at, at uh, major league baseball you know you know the family friendly aspect of it you know you're so close to the players Second pitch is in there for a called strike. 0-1-2, 2, two for Nachi. No, I agree. And, you know, Major League, there's a lot of discussion, debate, the nets that they put yeah. up. And, it, you know, I, I can understand both sides of that argument as far as fan safety. But then also, you know, the, the fun of getting a foul ball. Uh, that pitch misses low in the dirt, 1-2. and two. Yeah, it takes them out there because... Yeah, because of that, that camaraderie kind of building that, that uh, almost friendship really with the players and, you know, falling in love with the game, with, you know, millennials. And 
that pitch about in the same spot, bouncing in front of home plate two and two. That kids aren't really being able to build a relationship with you know the game now. You know everyone's on their phones and going forward. You know it's going to be interesting to see if baseball can make it and be more attention grabbing. And I think it's going to be through the community, family, fun, entertainment. I agree, and that is high and tight. Fornacci doing a good job of getting out of the way of that one. And it looked like he might have nicked his jersey, and he's going to get sent down to first. Yeah, no, Justin was looking pretty good on the control of those first two batters, and now, what, three straight balls there? Two spiked, and now hit him in the, up high. Uh, I don't know, but I'm not sold. I'm not sold quite yet. I mean, he spun out of the way. He might have caught his sleeve a little bit there. It was high and tight, but that's going to be the 14th time Fernacci's been hit by a pitch, which definitely leads the team. Second behind him is Work with 11. That's going to bring up Zach Files, third baseman. The lefty looks at a first pitch just off the outside corner. A big lead over there at first by Fernacci. Files hitting 254. And that is on the outside corner to even up one and one. He's third on the team with seven doubles so far. So maybe we could see uh, some extra base action here from Fernacci. He, he definitely has some pop. That is called strike two. And three triples. I didn't even mention that. <laughs> One and two now to the third baseman. Fornacci wearing a glove on his left hand to protect that thumb that he had broke earlier. Sliding head first into a bag. So one-two count now to Files. The lefty Looks in a big swing and a miss to end the inning. So another runner stranded. That'll make three runners stranded through two innings. As we head into the bottom half of the second inning, it's going to be Johnson, Dempster, and Escobar. We are back here to start the bottom half of the second inning. Carl Bryce had a 1-2-3 bottom half of the first. We'll get our first look at the slugger for the Pacifics. Axel Johnson. As we watch Bryce finish up his warm-up pitches here. So the left-hander steps in, 
Axel's hitting 288. He leads the team with 11 home runs. As we mentioned before, that's second in the Pacific Association behind Dondre Hubbard of Sonoma. The lefty steps in and taps the plate. Carl Bryce looking in, and the first pitch from the big right-hander is just a little high and a little outside, ball one. So 0-0 score here. No hits for San Rafael. One for the Admirals, and that pitch is in there for a called strike, one and one. Admirals have stranded three runners, just unable to get anything in as Watlin's been able to pitch himself out of some jams. The 1-1 pitch is hit. Popped up high, but in the infield, Montrez is there, first base. He's called off by Fernacci, who makes the catch. They're having a little discussion about that. Looks like uh, they were uh, a little miscommunication there, but... Uh, the out was made, so we're all good with Fernacci. Yeah, Marshall playing well off the line and was still moving to his left to make the catch as they have some laughs out there. It was just an easier play for Fernacci to make. It's going to bring up Corey Dempster, the left fielder for San Rafael. Yeah, Marshall seems almost unusually far off, off first base. I mean, there's a big hole down the line if Dempster's able to slap one over there. And that is hit well into center field. Going back is Clark. Back, 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 and wave goodbye. Corey Dempster with his 10th home run of the season. Man, that was a rocket right there. Dead center. That must have been almost 400 feet. That was well past the 370 mark. Ooh. Yeah, that's a 20-foot or so fence. As we mentioned earlier, it's a, another field's backstop. It's listed 370 to dead center, and that was just a no-doubt home run. So 1-0 now, as that puts San Rafael on the board, and it's going to bring up first baseman Ermindo Escobar. And that pitch is in there for a called strike. And that second pitch is in there too. So a quick 0-2 count to Escobar. So it looks like Bryce not shaken at all by that home run, answering with two strikes to the next batter. And a big Whoa. swing and a miss to send him packing, and there goes Escobar. Three pitches and a see you later. Yeah, that looks like that home run kind of angered Bryce there. That was, that was, that was some impressive heat on that. There was a nice snap of Jingris' glove. And he made Escobar look silly right there. He's been 371, and that was just a weak little swing there on 0-2. Doesn't hear Mike Anone, a lefty, up to bat, and it looks like with a left-handed hitter, Marshall over at first is moving over towards the bag. Anone's hitting 302 in 86 plate appearances. Is that first pitch? is in there for a called strike. And that second pitch misses just a little low below the zone. One and one. Brooklyn, Juliana, Sam, and Sambo to the Pacific's first base dugout. 
So the right-hander Bryce looks into Gingras for the signs. Finds one he likes. Unknown is set. And that pitch misses high. Oh, excuse me. So it's 3-0 now. That was not a first pitch strike. So three straight strikes and not three straight balls. A lot of volatility here with the 6-5 righty. 3-0 pitch. And that is in there. Unknown taken all the way. 3-1. and one. So we're here in the bottom half of the second inning. A home run by Corey Dempster. Pacific's up 1-0. There's two outs and a 3-1 count. And that misses low. So there goes Unknown down to first base with a walk. It's the first walk given up so far by Carl Bryce. He's going to bring up the catcher, Jacob Colombo. Colombo's only has 59 at-bats. He's hitting 237 in 18 games for San Rafael. Right-handed hitter digging in. Montrez Marshall holding on and known at first. Big hole in the right side of the infield, and Bryce steps off to look over. Yeah, Fernacci's playing way in the hole right now, and there's a big gap between uh, first and second. And the first pitch misses a little high. Ball one. Yeah, Known only has two stolen bases on the year, so I wouldn't really think he'd be a threat for Fernacci to cover second that far over. And Bryce tosses over just to check on the runner, back safely and easily. So it's a 1-0 count to Colombo. Files at third, playing in a little, and a big swing and a miss to even it up one and one. Looks like Bryce has a little extra on his fastball here today. Yeah, we need some stat cast AI to tell us the, uh, <laughs> the pitch below. Spin rate. And the 1-1 one -one pitch, and that is hit right back up the middle, but right there's Fernacci, tosses it over to Ureste, and that's going to end the inning. But not before the Pacifics get a home run from Corey Dempster, and that's going to be how we head into the top half of the third inning with San Rafael leading the Admirals 1-0.
We're here for the top half of the third inning. San Rafael leads Vallejo 1-0. We're starting off at the top of the order. It'll be Gomez, Ureste, Aiken Sr. Gomez led the game off with a double. One pitch, one swing, and that was how the game got started. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, for our fans not here at the ballpark, uh, we just had some kids race a giant toilet, which was a <laughs> yeah. uh, toilet loss. But it was it was some uh, good family fun entertainment here at the ballpark, Albert Field. When you're racing a toilet, I think the toilet always loses. <laughs> yeah, it's always a great time here in the Pacific Association when you make it out to the different ballparks. There's all kinds of fun in between innings, especially for children. So definitely try to get out and catch a game. Gomez looks at a first pitch, like a fork ball, something breaking down. Misses the zone, 1-0. The second pitch, and that is high and in tight. Gomez leans a little back. Looks like Watland fast pitching a little bit here. Finds himself behind 2-0, and that is also high. Watland throwing like he doesn't have a one-run lead. And there's the leadoff walk for the inning. Four straight balls. That's not a good look. Not at all. Here comes Ureste, who walked in his first at-bat. So the lefty steps in, taps the plate a couple times, fixes his gloves, steps back in. And he'll see a strike called for his first pitch. Gomez taking a good lead over at first. Out to the cut of the grass. You also have to watch he'll take a big secondary lead too. Likes to twitch. Get the pitcher's attention. And the only one pitch, and that is hit right up the middle. But right there is Biagini. Tosses it over, and they turn two. So 4-6-3 double play. It's going to bring up Nick Aiken Sr. Man, it looked like that was going to be a good inning there. No outs, leadoff walk, and now we got no man, no man on, no outs. Biagini shading towards the middle was able to get to that easily and flip it over to Navarro to start that double play. Aiken Sr., and that is a high foul ball straight back. So it looks like Biagini again is playing straight up the middle. The left side of the infield is playing Aikens to pull. Navarro back on the grass and Peguero playing deep as well at third. And a big swing and a miss. Can make it 0-2 now to Aikens. And pitch from Watlin is sails high, one and two. If it gets that far, we've got Montreal Marshall on deck. One two pitch is a breaking ball down low. Swinging is Akins, and he's going to end the inning on a strikeout. So that'll be the second strikeout for Watlin today. 
We're going to head to the bottom half of the third inning. It's going to be Biagini, then back to the top of the order with Navarro, followed by Montalongo. We are here in the bottom half of the third inning. Centerfield Pacifics lead the Vallejo Admirals 1-0. The lone run for the Pacifics is a home run by Corey Dempster back in the second inning. Leading off for Centerfield will be Dante Biagini, second baseman. Prices look pretty good here so far today. He's got only one walk, but then that home run, just a mistake up. And that is a first pitch swinging Biagini right over to Montrell Marshall. He flicks over to Bryce, who covers first, and that is how we're going to start the top half of the third. It's a pitcher, you always like those one pitch, one outs. Yeah, but Bryce had to get over there. You know, a little hustle. It's a work for that one right there. Get over to first base. Six foot five has like four strides. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna He's bring pretty up, agile. Absolutely, that's gonna bring it to the top of the order. It's Ryle Navarro. He flew out to Gomez and right his first at bat. The righty went the other way. The pitch from Bryce is a breaking ball that almost breaks back into the inside corner. Navarro bailed really early. It's a great breaking ball. Looked like a curve from Bryce. A little hard to see from our vantage point. And that's a fastball. Once again, Make it one and one. Bryce looks into Jingris and finds a sign he likes. Pitching from the stretch and that is fouled off high and back behind the Pacific's dugout. One and two. Yeah, Navarro standing in there, 5'10", 170. He spent seven years in the Diamondbacks organization, played 571 games with them. So he's got some experience. The 0-2 pitch and that, excuse me, the 1-2 pitch and that is fouled straight back as well. Got to look at my book and not the scoreboard operator here today. A little behind. Uh, calling out the Pacific scoreboard operator right there? No, no, I'm sure they're busy <laughs> up there watching the game. 
And that's a big swing and a miss. To head right back to the dugout. Looked like Navarro was asking if that was a strike. The umpire said, it doesn't matter, you swung. It's going to bring up Marcus Montalongo. Who grounded out to Bryce for the second out of the first inning. The little lefty steps in. That's a fastball that he jumps on and hits it down the left field line. Wark on his horse going back, and it looks like it's just fair. Wark gets to it on a couple bounces off the fence, chucks it in to third baseman Files, but that's going to be a double for Marcus Montalongo. And you got some power on that, for especially being an inside-out Apotaco swing right there down the left field line, being a lefty. But now he's standing on second, so must have done something right. Yeah, the corners here are pretty pretty shallow. They're about 320 feet. And as you mentioned, the lefty went the other way and got, got a hold of that one. Wark came close to making the play, so I told you he was quite fast. That's going to bring up Piguero. And he's a first-pitch swinger, and it's going to be foul down the left field line, 0-1. Oh yeah, we see the Pacifics are a little late on Bryce's fastball, so hopefully he can mix it up with the, uh, the curveball. So Picaro stepping in with two outs and a runner on second after that double, and that pitch just misses outside, 1-1. One one. We have seen some aggressive approaches from the Pacifics Swinging on a lot of first pitches. And Bryce checks on the runner. Spins around. It's always tough for a righty to uh, try to pick off a runner on second. So a 1-1 count to the third baseman, Piguero. Bryce checks the runner once again and delivers. And that, that is hit high into left field. Wark going back, battling the sun, back, and he makes the catch. And that's going to end the inning. So one runner stranded. Pacific's unable to get him in. Coming back in the top half of the fourth, we're going to have Sam take over play-by-play -play duties. Yes. Are you excited? It's your Very first, much so, Is this yes. your first play-by-play? -play? It is. It is. Awesome. Well, he, you're going to get to come back and call Marshall, Clark, and Wark right after this.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Sam Pasco, joined by Stephen Babb. Here at the San Rafael Pacific's Vallejo Admirals game, we're entering the top of the fourth. The Pacific's lead one nothing off Corey Dempster's home run solo shot in the second inning. Admirals, they got some nice offense from Gomez early, but haven't been able to put anything together since. Only one hit in the game. We have Chevy Clark leading off the center fielder, and then we have Jacob Wark, the speedster, and... Ricky Gingras. Oh, my bad. We got Marshall first, actually. Number 35. The big first baseman. Standing in. Yeah, Marshall. Marshall new to the Admirals. That's a ball. Lowing in. Yeah, Marshall stands. 6'5", 240. Out of Pinehurst, North Carolina. Drafted by the Reds in the 12th round of the... 2014 MLB draft. The pitch low again, 2-0. We've seen early and often that Justin just has had control issues, walks and hit batters. See so if he can get it under control. The pitch and that's skied up left field, left center field. Dempster's under it, waiting, and the first out of the inning is made. Coming up, we have Clark, like I mentioned. Uh, Clark, actually on Thursday against Pacific out at Wilson Park, had two home runs. We saw his first at bat. Nothing too special, but batting from the left side. Looks like he's heading up there now. Again, but he's got some pop from both sides. So don't be surprised later in the game if he if he goes deep. Uh, that's my prediction. You mentioned Wetland having some con or Watlin having some control issues. During his warm-ups, I saw two yes. pitches go straight to the backstop. Set. Ooh! That was that was another that was one of the that was going to be the backstop right there, but uh, Clark swings at it quickly. 0 one, one down here. That was a nasty breaking ball that died right before the plate, and Clark took a big hack, but was nowhere near Just that. Just made pitch. him look silly right there. The set, another one in the dirt goes to the backstop. We'll see if one of our our ball, our ball kids here can get to that. There we go. Um, but man, you got at, at this point right now. You got to be thinking you're taking until he can prove to you that he can put it over the plate. I agree. The wind up, tie. You're gonna call it a ball. Two one. Like you were saying, that should be a three zero count after that breaking ball that Clark that whiffed pitch. on. Mm -hmm. Pitch, another ball. Three one. Clark, six feet, two hundred pounds. That's right. Throws right. He was drafted by the Angels in the first round back in 2010. Fouls back down the left field line. First round. That's pretty impressive. Number 30 overall in 2010. Now here with Vallejo. That bounced in between two parked cars on the street out here outside of Albert Field. Right in between them. I was looking to see if it would hit one. I heard the, the sound effect they played on the PA system, the broken window <laughs> sound. And that's high and inside. Clark takes a walk. But yeah, no, it, this, the, the closest in the family-friendly friendly environment here, you can get some uh, foul balls right into your uh, front seat window. <laughs> so I park as far away from the field as I can. And plus I need the exercise walking in. Of course. In. <laughs> Sending now is Jacob Wark. 
Lefty 6'4", 230. Former Cal Bear. Yes, local guy. Work on the season's bat 245. He's got 15 stolen bases. So if he can get on, he can cause some havoc. In the set. High, high and away. That's, that's not good right now from Justin Watland. He's been wild, I gotta say. In the stretch, ball in the pitch. That's fouled back almost right at us, just right over us, down the third baseline, right behind the Vallejo Admirals dugout. That's another one that made it to the street back behind us. I always get, you know, I always wonder if cars driving there are, you know, aware that balls could be flying over yeah. the fence at any minute. I hope we have enough baseballs for time. We've got oh, just three that just went out in the last minute or so. Pitch popped up. Another one. That's that's going to drift out past the little plaza area and right at the team store. Heard that one thud. That's right a back silvanier right there. Right back to our left. Work definitely has some big hacks. It's a lefty in the box. One, two. That's high and away. Evens up the count at two and two. One down here at Albert Park. Pacific's lead, one nothing over the Admirals. And the top of the fourth inning here. Montreal Marshall is aboard. He took a... No, excuse me. Yes. His best friend, Chevy Clark. Chevy Clark. Work grounds it. Oh, we have an error by Navarro and that's going to allow Chevy Clark to scoot on to over third base we got runners in the corners with one out here in the top of the fourth yeah that was a uh, hit but not super sharp over to first base Escobar dropping to his knee he had time to get up and try to make a play at second but he chose to stay on his knee uh, he is a catcher used to throwing from those knees and just misplayed it the ball got by Navarro. Clark made his way to third, and Wark, of course, is at first easily. As a shortstop, you got you got to scoop that, especially with the big outfield there. You can't let that 90 feet go by. I think you got a runner in scoring position. The pitcher calling it a strike. Admiral's dugout doesn't look too happy about that. Hollow high and away off the dish. Looks like the ump just wants to give a. Watlin just a, just give him a strike right now. Yeah, it's Ricky Jingris standing in, Admiral's catcher. You know, the, where the sun is going down at, it is a little hard for the left side of the infield to make plays. Ball evens up the count, 1-1. One, one. That throw over to Navarro on that previous play. Uh, he could have just lost it in the sun, was un unable to scoop it. The pitch at the liner. Just foul down the left field line. Man, if you can pull that foul fair a little bit more, that could be that could be a possibly two runs with the speed of work on first. Yeah, definitely. Jingris, the left-handed hitter, if he's able to go the other way here, I agree. That could be some extra bases and a couple runs. Down one, two in the count. One out. The pitch spiked in the ground. Blocked by Colombo, which was, I got to say, a good move by him to uh, stay down on it and uh, stay in there, especially with a wild pitcher. Runners on the corner. You cannot let that ball go by you, and he, he didn't. 
Yeah, work with a modest lead at first, but taking a better secondary lead. The set. Work going. Swung on. Fouled back. Work setting back to first. Yeah, work with a great jump on that. With his speed, he doesn't really have to take a huge lead over there at first. And Jinkris swinging, just got a piece of it, is going to send Wark back to first. Chris Fornacci on deck. Number eight, the second baseman. Get some hacks. He's got a Birdman bat. You know, they're a local bat maker here in the Bay Area, down at Redwood City. Pitch spiked again. Wark takes second. And we got a full count with one out here in the top of the fourth. As we mentioned, the speed there worked, had a great jump. I don't think Colombo would have had a, a shot even if the ball went straight to his glove. Which is a rarity here with uh, the way Watlin's been pitching. Beautiful Saturday evening here in San Rafael. Still some seats available if you're still in the area. Want to come down to Albert Park? We got. Looks like we got delay. Colombo looks like he's limping off right now. Laying his body out in the line for Watland, blocking. Yeah, it looked like that. Balls. That pitch that worked stole on. It bounced off the plate. Looked like it came up. Maybe got Colombo in the arm. I had originally thought it maybe came off his chest protector, but it looks like it's maybe off his wrist as the trainer looks at it. The training staff, they're going to look at him right now. While we have a break, we'll take a time to look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Some Major League action underway. Uh, we have the Braves and Phillies. Bottom of the six right now. Braves are dominating, 14-5. Max Reed, five and a third innings pitched, bringing down that 4.21 ERA. Part of that young Braves rotation that could possibly take them into the promised land of the postseason. Uh, out in Cincinnati, the Rockies are... Losing to the Reds, 3-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh. Nick Senzel, the phenom, he's 2-for-2 two two right now. He's got 283 average with an 817 OPS. He's got some nice pops. He's kind of moved to center field, and he's he's been a nice little uh, piece for uh, Cincinnati's rebuilding team. Over, over to the south side, we got the White Sox taking on the Twins. White Sox leading 3-1. to one. Uh, the Twins, actually, they just acquired Sergio Romo, former San Francisco Giant, Tampa Bay Ray, now heads to Minnesota for the Twins, making a playoff push. Looks like Columbia, Colombo is all checked out. As it looks like we're going to get a couple of warm-up pitches for him, make sure he's okay. Yeah, it was uh, just a tough, tough bounce at the plate. But, yeah, definitely looks like he's a gamer and staying in. Escobar over at first, as we mentioned already. He could come in the catch if needed. Yeah, he does the fair share of catching here in San Rafael, and he just started immediately heading over to the dugout in case he needed to gear up. But they send him back out to first. Colombo's going to stay behind the dish. Yeah, Watlin's really not making it easy on his catcher right now. It's a lot of spiked balls and with two men on base. He's got, to, he's got to lay his body out there to prevent the runs. Watlin sets. Another low pitch. That's a walk. We have the bases chucked right now for number eight, Chris Fornacci, the second baseman. 
in Chris's first at bat, he actually dove out of the way of a pitch, but it caught his jersey, and he was sent down to first base for his 14th hit by pitch this season. Chris is a local guy from Walnut Creek, went to De La Salle, Pepperdine, and actually set the Pepperdine school record for being hit by pitch 24 times in 2015. So <laughs> maybe he can bring in a run here with some of that hit by pitch. And there you go. He just got hit. First pitch. He just shakes it off. That's an RBI right there. <laughs> it, up the game. Right on cue. It, it, it'll never cease to amaze me how much he gets hit. It's, it's incredible. That was impressive. And we were just talking about that. He's setting a record 24 times in 2015, and now he does it here. Talking about Colombo sacrificing his body. No, it's Fornacci. Two hit by pitches so far today. He's getting on base. He brings in a run right there. And number in 14 and 15. Looks like they're taking their time walking out to Watland. No one in the pen warming up for the Pacifics right now. But they're going to talk to him right now. Base is chucked one out. With Zach Files heading to the dish, and he, if he gets on board, that will turn the lineup over to Vladimir Gomez and the heart of the order. Yeah, the Centerville pitching coach out there having some words for his starter. Wallen, seeing him kind of have some ups and downs and definitely some control problems here in the top of the fourth. Pyle struck out in his first at bat, been 252 on the year so far. See if he can make some damage. He's got 12 RBIs, so he's familiar with driving in runs. 36 walks, too, which leads the team, so he, he has some plate discipline, which is going to be key against a wild Watland. Pitch. Spiked in the dirt. That looks like that caught Columbo. He's in pain, but he shakes it off. Man, I, I don't know if it's just he just throwing the curve a lot right now. He just seems to be spiking everything right now. I don't think he could buy a strike. It looks like he's overstepping a little bit on his delivery. Going out to talk to the umpire and get a new ball. And the umpire, breather. the umpire giving Columbo some time to gather himself. Looked like that might have got him in the same arm, his left arm. Yeah, he's getting beaten up back there right now. Still just one out in the top of the fourth. This leads me to believe there's some spin on that pitch, and it's not its not coming up off the ground straight up. Yeah. It's kind of spinning away from Colombo. Walton from the windup, and that's high and away. Ball two. Base is loaded and only one out. Admiral's able to put one up to tie it up at one. Pitch swing and a miss by Files. But yeah, no, one down here. The Admirals can do some damage right now. They're keeping the order moving, but we haven't seen like a solid hit quite yet. Just an error and a hit by pitch. Oh, there we go. Down the right field line. That's going to score one, two, maybe three. Stand up double. PJ Phillips going to hold Fornacci. Went first to third. Probably could have sent him with the wild pitch from the right fielder, Axel Johnson. But the uh, Admirals dugout's loving it. And 
This game is up on the Adderalls, 3-1. As we mentioned before, the corner outfielders here in the Pacific Association definitely give up the line and a lot of real estate out there and Files able to turn on that one and pull it down the right field line. Didn't quite clear the bases, but got two in. Just about. I mean, I think you probably should have. I mean, should pro Phil probably should have sent Fornacci. Yeah, Fornacci is pretty quick, but with only one out, you might want to try to keep the line moving and see if you can put more up on the board. One down the pitch. Fouled back by Gomez. <laughs> oh, one count. <laughs> Gomez turns and kisses his bat a couple times. Hoping to square that previous pitch up a little bit more, but he was able to get at least a piece of it and foul it back. Yeah, he may not get another good strike this at bat just with how wild Watlin's been. Pitch. That's high. One and one. Right on cue. Yeah. <laughs> Gomez grew up in the Dominican Republican, about Republic, to me, James Monroe High School. Rolled over down the third baseline. That's foul. Good speed out on the bags with Fernacci at third and Files at second. There's a chance that Files could score from second. Anything hit on the ground to the outfield. Yeah, and Fernacci scored 14 runs since his return from the inactive list on July 7th. So he could get his ooh, swing and a miss by Gomez. He could get his 15th run scored uh, since the 7th. He's been on fire reaching the base. He's going to send Gomez packing and Matt Ureste coming up. Ureste up, two down, two men on. In the top of the fourth here in the San Rafael. Walden from the windup looks in. The delivery. That's skied out to right center field. Axel Johnson's under it. And he makes the third out of the inning. We'll take a quick break right now, but Admirals are up 3-1 on the San Rafael Pacifics heading to the bottom of the fourth. Welcome back to Albert Park. I'm Sam Pasco, joined by Stephen Babs. 
here covering the Admirals Pacifics game at Albert Park. Beautiful Saturday night game, 6.35. First pitch was 5 o'clock. Lights haven't come on quite yet, but uh, once, once the night lights do, it's pretty beautiful out here. And nice summer evening. Gotta say, nice to get some of that here in the Bay Area. I want to mention here before we get underway in the bottom of the fourth that we have a text line in, 415-610-9041. One more time, that's 415-610-9041. Or we're also available on the Mixler app if you want to message us there. So, however you want to chat in on this beautiful Saturday evening, you're welcome to join us here. Yeah, this, this weather reminds me of baseball weather. You know, it's not too hot. It's a touch of a breeze that we can feel here in the grandstands, but we don't really see it out in the outfield. But sunny, warm baseball. Mm-hmm. Axel Johnson stepping in. 6'4", 205. He made the last out of the inning. Pitch. That is in there for a strike. 0-1. Admiral, oh, Admiral is able to put three on the board in the top half of the inning, so they lead 3-1. to one. Yeah, Johnson from Tulsa, Oklahoma. That spike, that looked like a Justin Watland pitch right there. <laughs> Spiked in the ground, even in the count at 1-1. One one. But yeah, Johnson from Oklahoma played at TCU, then Missouri Southern State University, three years in Indy Ball so far in his 204 games, batting 269 with 10 home runs and 77 RBIs. So, he's got some baseball experience. Swings at a high pitch out of the zone. That makes it one and two. Bryce put some heat on that one right there. We've seen some good velo throughout the night, but that that looked like a firm pitch right there, right in the eyes to get uh, Johnson to fish. It's hard, it's hard to lay off the, the high heat, especially when you're as good of a hitter as Axel is. Another one. Fouled back. A lot of foul territory. It looks like it's going to be just... Out of play. That's an interesting structure that's over there off of the yes, what is cantina. That? Is that like a... Looks like an Old West. You know, it thing. almost looks like a high school drama. Yes. Like a theater Like building. a theater production. Yeah. Some sort of big production. Oh, it's, we're, we're getting told that's like a scoreboard like for a... Uh, but not fully built out yet. So yeah, Just the frame. The pitch... Axel John slapped it to left center field, but Jacob Wark is there. Nice little low line drive, but not low enough as it's the first out of the inning. We've seen the former Calvert tight end run a wheel route now a few times as it looked like he charged in, and there was a little bit more on the ball than what he thought, so he kind of wheeled out to his left and was able to make a play. Yes, he's got some action out there. He got that double and now I think two two fly balls, so he's getting he's getting his money's worth here in San Rafael. Stepping up to the plate is righty Corey Dempster. Dempster hit his home run in the second, the only offense so far for the Pacifics. Has a one swing, one homer. Yes, pitched low and w- low for a ball. Yeah, you know, for the offense, for four total runs scored, we only have four hits. So it's been a lot of one swing, one run. And for the Admirals, not even a swing, a hit by pitch. Pitch by Bryce. That's a swing and a miss by Dempster. Evens the count one and one. One down here in the bottom of the fourth. 
Bryce is making his 10th start of the year. He's made one relief appearance, but he's at 2-4. and four. Record with a 5, even ERA. Pitch, that looks like a curve. He just hung way out of the zone. 2-1. and one. Bryce has pitched 50 and a third innings, allowing 21 runs, 28 runs, all earned on 44 hits and 63 strikeouts against 47 walks. So he's got those K numbers he's down in the count right now. See if he can. That's low and away. 3 1. See if he can battle back right now and get the punch out on Dempster. Yeah, as we mentioned uh, in pregame. Bryce can definitely find a groove, and when he does, he's really hard to hit, and it looks like he's been doing a great job here today. Pitch, and that's a ball. Dempster takes his walk. Coming up is Armando Escobar, struck out in the first, the first baseman. Made an error that actually allowed the Admirals to get some offense going in that fourth inning. Yeah, it was a grounder to him over at first, and he tried to make the play from one knee. You know, the catcher confident in that ability, but unable to get it done. Yeah. Escobar leads the team in batting average, so he has a chance to redeem himself right here. Pitch. Fouled back. He falls over one knee. That's straight back right over the grandstand. Yeah, the catcher likes to bend down to one of those knees yeah. just as if he was behind the plate. Kind of like uh, Adrian Beltre. He used to do that back in the day. Rangers third baseman. Taking a big hack up there. Pitch just outside. One and one. That did not miss the, miss the zone by much. No. Yeah, you can't be too unhappy with that pitch by Bryce. The crowd here in the stands also thought that one was close. Bryce steps off. Gives a little head nod to his catcher. Navarro, 364 average. One strikeout today, though. The pitch, swing and a miss by Escobar. Count one and two. One down. Escobar struck out 27 times, well, 28 including today, which is fourth most on the team. Bryce from the stretch. The pitch, ooh, just outside for a ball. Evens the count at two and two. That's another, another tough take that worked out in his favor by Escobar. Yeah, Bryce lead. He's second uh, in the Pacific Association by teammate Dakota Freeze and strikeout to the 63. Heading into today, we get the punch out, and he does. Escobar goes down swinging. Two down here in the bottom of the fourth. It's a second strikeout for Armindo. Yes, and he's got the bat on ball skills with that with that high average coming into the day. This is somewhat uncharacteristic from Escobar. The DH Mike Anone coming in. He walked before. Yeah, back in the second. Mm -hmm. Has yet to have an official at bat here today at Albert Park. Dempster with a good lead at first. Bryce takes a breath. The pitch, that's high for a ball. But you got to be liking the strikeout numbers from Bryce. The, he's got three so far today, and I think he's chasing Dakota Freeze right now. I think he gets one more, he'll be number one in the league. Steps off, takes a look. 
over at first base. Yeah, speaking of Freeze, uh, I had a chance to see his last outing last Tuesday at Wilson Park. And I got to see what he was throwing on the radar gun. He's got some heat. Oh, yeah. That's in there for a strike. He was a count one and one. Yeah, he was averaging about 93, 94. And when he really pulled back, he was hitting 98, even 99 for one pitch. That's pretty impressive. Major League average is 94, so he's right there. Couple looks. Spikes in the ground. Two and one. It's a great stop there by Jingris to keep the ball in front of him. Make sure Dempster didn't take second base there. Yeah, Dempster advanced on the walk, being the second batter in the inning. Two and one, two outs. Here in the bottom of the fourth, Admiral's leading three to one. Bryce high and away, three and one. Two down. Yeah, I got to say, again, the weather, beautiful evening here in San Rafael. Perfect baseball weather. The quintessential baseball night. As we the Bryce, Dempster goes. That's the ball. And the pitch is not in time. As doesn't matter anyway, as that's a walk. So no stolen base for Dempster, and Unknown will make his way down to first. That brings up Jacob Colombo, who's been beat up behind the dish today with Watlin's wild pitches. I mean, he had to take a breather before. Watland four walks today, so. He's been wild, but Colombo's been hanging back there. One look, the pitch by Bryce. That's high and away. Count one and zero. Yeah, Colombo sitting in there, number forty-seven. Five nine, two twenty. Had two years at Arkansas Pine Bluff. Sixty-nine games, three hundred five average, three forty on base. 427 slugging with three runs, 50 RBIs. See if he can bring one in here. The pitch, that, just on the corner. They're going to call that a strike. And Colombo's even the count, one to one. Nice wide stance by the righty. He's got two runners on. Good speed at second with a known. Pitch that's walloped down the left field line. Work's not going to get there. At one hops the fence. One run's going to score. Two's going to score. Work throws it in. Over. Throws the cutoff. They're going to get the second runner. And he's out. Man. That was a nice relay. I thought they, I didn't think they were going to have him right there. I don't think we have instant replay here at San Rafael uh, Albert Park. But he was out by a mile. Either way. That's that's a big defensive play as it keeps it just through to two uh, for the Admirals. Well, we'll go. We'll be right back as we head into the top of the fifth inning. Uh, Admirals up three to two.
Welcome back. In top of the fifth inning, we have Atkins Sr., Marshall, and Clark to lead it off for the Admirals. Admirals leading the Pacific 3-2. Pacific's got their offense from the second inning with a Corey Dempster home run while they just scored an inning, a run just this past inning on a Colombo double. It almost scored a third inning, third yep. run. Yeah, we saw Watlin's uh, last inning, uh, the top of the fourth, 32 pitches, which is by far his most. 32, wow. He must be getting tired. He's throwing he's four walks on the day so far, and he's been wild throughout. We'll see if uh, Atkins Sr. here uh, uh, drafted 19th round in the 2009 draft by the Dodgers can uh, get to Watland early. Yeah, that uh, just to cap the that play in the bottom half of the fourth, it was a shot down the left field line. Wark showing off his arm, getting the ball back into the infield quickly, and it was a great relay by Zach Files to turn around and whip it into Gingras behind the plate. And yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even a close play. Now, I mean, we've been talking about work speed, but that arm out there in left field, a little Yoannis Cespedes action. Yeah, Mike Anone, quick. Mike Anone was out by about six feet. It was a little shaken up on the plate, too. A little slow to get up as he slid. Looked like into Jingris as Jingris laid the tag. Watlin, like you mentioned, 32 pitches the last inning. 6-4, 205 righty from Reno. Going to throw his fifth inning here. Akin Sr. in there from the windup. That's low and inside for a ball. Akins, I believe, is also the hitting coach for the Admirals. Absolutely is. A little double duty. Yeah, and who, who better than the guy that's the lead, that's second in the league with home runs? Uh, 12 on the year so far. The pitch, that's high for 2 0. Atkins homered three times and has driven in eight runs over the past two games. And he takes in easy 3-0. We got some action in the bullpen finally after Watlin's been absolutely wild so far. Can't quite tell who it is from here. Atkins calls time. See the wind-up. Oh, Atkins wallops at left center field. But looks to be right at Dempster. Fields it with no problem. That's an out. Yeah, that was roped to left field all the way to the fence. Dempster caught it right at the warning track. Yeah, I can't be unhappy with that swing, but, you know, that's just baseball. Puts a nice, nice uh, swing on it, but, you know, that's an out. Now we have Montreal Marshall standing in. Marshall, he spent four years in the Reds organization. We talked about that earlier. The pitch, that's high. Strike, one. Finally a first pitch strike from Walton. I don't think we've seen one since maybe the second inning. The wind up. The ball, I looked close. Even as I count it one and one. Yeah, it's a right-hander warming up in the bullpen, but I haven't seen him turn his jersey yet to get a number. He's a righty. That's a wow, dead center. That's got to be easily 400 feet. That's a home run by Montreal Marshall. Whew. 
That's Marshall's second home run of the season, and that was no doubt gone. Absolutely out of here, no doubt. He's celebrating, the Admirals are happy about it. That brings the Admirals lead up to two, four to two, here in the bottom of the, top of the fifth. High fives, Atkins Sr. Man, 6'5", 240. First baseman just crushed that ball dead center. Yeah, I think it I think it finally landed just now. Just now. Chevy Clark steps into the box from the left side. Wallen started his motion, but it looked like they called time. Here's the pitch. That's a strike. Low and away, 0-1. Gotta say, I kind of like these black unis here for uh, the uh, Pacifics. It's a new uniform for this season, new uniform, new ownership. Low and away. Really, I like it. I like it. That's kind of been the new uh, the style. You see the Niners, they got some uh, black uniforms. Walland. That swing missed by Clark. Even the count at 1-1. One, one. Clark scored a run earlier and had a walk. Fouls that back down the third base. Back out onto the street. That's going to make it a one and two count. It was a first pitch called strike, so the count will stay at one and two. The wind up. That spiked. Easy take for Clark. That bounced way in the air. You see that? That was, a, that was a scud and a half about four feet in front of the plate, and that right off of Colombo again, right off his arm, causing it to jump high. And there it is, swing and a miss by Clark. Yes, sir. Two down. Looks like Walton's going to get through the fifth inning here. Looks like we might not need that reliever in the pen. We did give up that home run, so don't discount that. But he's well, that that AB. He looked pretty strong, but now we'll see how he faces against the lefty Wark, who just made a great defensive play. And didn't even go. That's. I don't even know what that was. That was just a horrible pitch outside. Just a just bit outside. A pitch swung on a miss by Warwick. That was a cut and a half. I think he wanted to join Marshall on the home run parade here in the top of the fifth. We've seen some strong hats these past couple ABs. They're trying to get on these strikes. Fouled back out of play. Especially because when you get a strike, you're not going to get too many more uh, the way Watlin's thrown so far. Yeah, we've seen with that big hack that he missed. And this one, he I got a piece of, so he's seeing it pretty well. Let's see if he squares it up on this one. Spiked. And no chance to square it up there. Yeah, it looked like Colombo just jumped out of the way of that instead of catching it on the arm again. Business decision. Pitch, curve, lowing in. Looks like we got a full count here for Warwick. He played mostly defensive end in high school. That's a broken back. That's straight to the second baseman. And that will end the inning. For Vallejo. For Vallejo. Vallejo, one run, one hit in the top.
top of the fifth inning here as we head into the bottom of the fifth. Thank you. Welcome back to the Vallejo Admirals Broadcast Network. We're in the bottom of the fifth here. Admirals up 4-2 to two over the Pacifics out at Albert Park. San Pasco coming in from Cakes, the Seth 102.5. Doing a little guest broadcasting here with Steven. It's been a nice nice evening here. Nice, uh, nice swings we've seen from the Admirals. A couple swings and misses, but also a couple home runs. It's been a good game all around so far as we're more than halfway through and not a lot of not a lot of true offenses each team only has three hits a piece uh, we've seen some walks we've seen uh, Fernacci get hit twice yes that was definitely a highlight hit by pitch to bring in the first run for the Admirals so Dante Biagini stepping in now Dante 5-10 takes a low strike 0-1 he went to Reardon High School. That's right here in the Bay Area. Yeah, San Francisco. Local guy. Great athletics program at Reardon. Let's see Price. The set. That's high and away for a ball. One and one. Yeah, Dante was the NIAI Gold Glove winner at, as a junior shortstop. So, the Indiana Tech, Kenyatta College. Keeping it local. That's a grounder first, and that's going to be unassisted by Marshall. One down in the bottom of the fifth. Admirals up 4-2 over the Pacifics. Now back for your Pacifics, sponsored by Soul Food. I don't see any action anymore over in the Pacifics bullpen, so we'll see if Watlin comes out in the top of the sixth. Yes, and even for Vallejo, no one in the in the pen either. Bryce looks like PJ's got some confidence in Carl to maybe go the distance here. Yeah, his pitch count's been pretty good so far. That's a ball right there on one. But you know he's been like pretty he's been pretty good so far. He gets some help from the defense, but only three hits, two runs, and uh, three strikeouts. We call that strike. Navarro just stepped out. That was somewhat confusing why 
as a leadoff hitter, he keeps being very passive on some of these pitches. Yeah, Bryce only with 65 pitches through five and a third. Yeah, three walks, but three strikeouts. Excuse me, four and a third. That's a strike, one and two. Looks like he get his, could he get his 67th strikeout of the season right here, passing teammate Dakota Freeze. And not with that pitch, that's high and inside. Evens the count at two and two. But yeah, no, he's been a strikeout machine. Only three today, but he's going to just about to take the lead in the entire Pacific Association if he can get a 67th strikeout here tonight. That is going to get through up the middle. That's a single for Navarro. Takes a big turn off first, but he's not going anywhere. Great job by Ureste. Just a great effort as he was diving up the middle, uh, but just unable to get to that. It was hit too hard right past Bryce. So good piece of hitting there from Navarro. It's going to bring up Montalongo, who doubled in his last at-bat. The lefty. Pickoff move. Not too enthusiastic about it. Just checking on Navarro over there. Marcus is 5'10", 185. Out of Phoenix. Went to Washington High School in Phoenix and hit three, 433 over his junior and seasons, senior season. We're talking about Warwick playing college football, but uh, Marcus actually has some experience. Uh, he played some football in high school. Jingris hops up on that pitch. It's uh, Navarro with a big lead over it first. Might want to be careful because Jingris has been known to whip it down and pick people off. Bryce sets. Two looks. And looks like they got him. Oh. Yeah, that was, that was close. Yeah, that like, was close. Look at Navarro just underneath the tag from the tall and he jumped. He, he looks like he wants to go. He, he made a move towards second, but then dives back just in time. Good secondary foul back out of play. Even the count at one to one. The lefty throws right-handed in the field. Over at um, center field. One for two in the night. Two sixty-six average on the year. Bryce, another pick off, no tag applied. They are really worried about Navarro over there. Up two, maybe give him a little more room. One down, bottom of the fifth. It's only a two-run lead, so you do want to play conservative, but got to get the batter right now. And Navarro leads the Pacifics with 25 stolen bases. He's and going, and that's a liner out to left center field. Clark's there. Navarro heads back. Yeah, it would make sense why Bryce is paying so much attention to Navarro with that many stolen bases. Mm -hmm. Now back for your Pacific, 25, Yeah, second on the Pacifics is Corey Dempster, who we saw hit a home run back in the second inning, providing half of that Pacifics offense. So, he's a nice uh, utility guys. You can do it all, speed, power, defense on the Pacifics. The pitch... 
Lone inside to Peguro. 1 0. Peguro's from the Dominican Republic. Played five years in the Cubs organization. 368 total games. Bad to 42. Price looks at first. Looks like four looks. And he's going to pick. No tag applied. Navarro must have dived back now at least four or five times right now. He must in that jersey door dirty. Marshall having a little laugh. It looked like he would caught that ball in the squat position to see if he can lay down a tag a little Another bit Another pick that gets away from, from uh, Marshall and Navarro's going to easily head over to second base. Yeah, it looked like Bryce tried to quick throw to first, and it didn't quite work. Yeah, I don't know if Marshall just wasn't ready for it, or it was a little up the line, and he just couldn't step quite step over Navarro to get the ball. Anyway, 1-0, man on second, two down, here in the bottom of the fifth. Down a tie and away, 2-0. On, on deck is Axel Johnson. Axel's from Oklahoma. That's a line drive. Right to Clark, and that's going to be third out of the inning. Admiral's up 4-2 over the Pacifics as we head to the top of the sixth inning. So I want to thank you for listening to the Vallejo Admirals Broadcast Network. Welcome back. We got Gingris, Fornacci, and Files to lead off the top of the sixth for the Admirals. Admirals up 4-2 over the Pacifics. As we have a quick break, I want to mention really quick that the Giants are down right now. one oh, uh, one in the top of the fifth against the Padres. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Looks like they're still warming up the right fielder. I'm just giving them... A hard time to get the balls in finally. It's interesting for the for the Pacifics, their bullpen is just out there on the right field line and that's only the one part of the whole field where the 
the, the foul territory isn't that large. So, okay, somebody out to some havoc. Somebody out there. there, somebody out there was stretching out on the roller. The umpire had to tell him to get back in the pen. Yeah. That's a ball and away. Colombo does not go for it. One and zero. That's a Ricky Jingris, yeah, stepping in. Ricky grounds up the middle, but Navarro's there to make the out. Stepping up is Chris Fornacci, number eight, the second baseman, using a Birdman bat. Looks like the truck stop model. It's the Yasiel Puig. That's the one he uses. Cleans the uh, batter's box. Fornacci's been up twice and received his 14th and 15th Ball's right off of him. <laughs> That's right. He hasn't had to use the bat too much today. Let's see if he can finally get a pitch to hit. That's low. 1-0. I didn't make it very far in my baseball career, but in a practice game, my first time taking pitches, I took one off the back and could never hit the same. It's outside 2-0. Yeah, and Fornacci just he stays in there pitch after pitch. And this is Alfred coming off the inactive list back on July 7th. Yeah, and it's he's not been hot. It's not like he's trying, not trying to get out of the way. It just always seems to find him. Three and zero now. Looks like he'll have the green light. He has to swing away if he gets one he likes. Yeah, his his on base percentage in his 13 games back, 5.23. And looks like he's just going to raise that. Four straight balls for a walk to Fonacci. One down in the top of the sixth inning for the Admirals. Coming up, number 16, Zach Files. Files, a native of Fort Worth with the For Florida International University, the Grayson Community College, and in 2018 with San Rafael. He had played 69 games with a 247 average and 13 home runs. Yeah, Gilded Glove winner last year for San Rafael. He's 0 for 1 on the day. Or excuse me, 1 for 2 on the day with a double and a strikeout. It's a ball. Five straight balls now for Watland. And they still got a guy warming up in the pen. Looks to be throwing pretty hard. And accurate, I got to say, from which is what we're not seeing from Watland right now. Well, and sets the pitch that's blooped out just to shortstop Navarro. And that's an out. Fornacci was trying to play a little aggressive there. And uh, Navarro gave a little pump fake back like he's going to throw it back to first base. But yeah, Fornacci's, Fornacci's quick, so he can definitely get some stuff done out there on the bags. Now that turns the lineup over to Vladimir Gomez. Gomez had a double in the first inning. One of only three hits by the Admirals in this game today. So I always like to point out I love Vlad's walk up into the box. Looked a little abbreviated here today. He didn't do as much as he normally does. The pitch fouled back out of play. Yeah, he's got that swagger. You see the the uh, the high the high socks, yellow, kind of like a bumblebee, and uh, the long hair, the red the red and blue. Uh, Arm sleeves, so he's got some swagger and see if he can pimp one here out of Albert Park. Fronchi goes 
and it's going to be a 4-3 to end the top of the sixth inning. All right, I want to thank you for listening to the Vallejo Admirals Broadcast Network. The Admirals are up 4-2. Welcome back. I'm Sam Pasco, joined by Stephen Babb here at Albert Park. Admirals up 4-2 over the Pacifics. Beautiful sun, a Saturday evening as the sun begins the set over Albert Park. Bryce, Carl Bryce, going to head out there for the sixth inning. So far, five innings pitched, four hits, two earned runs, three walks, and three strikeouts. He's still looking for uh, his fourth strikeout, which would put him number one in the Pacific Association in strikeouts this year, passing teammate Dakota Freeze. Left-hander Axel Johnson stepping into the box to lead off the inning. Axel playing right field tonight, we're number 27. Price pitches, and that's jam shot right in the shortstop, one hop, the barehanded, and actually going to be safe. Throw by Uresti is not in time as Axel reaches with an infield single. It's Krug and Kipe with the call, that a little CNI single that was just a little flare off the inside part of the bat, and Uresti was playing a little deep up the middle, charged in. He made a fantastic effort with a catching it off a hop with his bare hand and zipping it over to first, but just not in time to get Axel. Yeah, gets the job done and puts a man on base for the always lethal Corey Dempster, who's provided most of the offense for the Pacifics tonight. Dempster, righty, standing in against Bryce. That's going to be a ball. Kingress is best to frame it, but... Uh, I'm think go for it. Dempster, na native of South Pasadena. Full name, Cor Corey Scott Dempster. Corey takes a strike. Evens the count at 1-1. One one. No outs here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Admiral's up 4-2. to two. Axel Johnson on first base. He reached with a seeing eye single there. Beating the shift from... Uh, of your Estes. Pitch, a big swing. 
the kids are calling that a daddy hack there. That was just a big swing right there. But that gets him the whole one and two. A daddy hack. Yes. I, I have yet to hear that. that that's, but like, that's a big swing. I'm not a kid, so. <laughs> so that, yes, that, that, that's, that's the lingo right now. Grounder just foul third base. Yeah, I'm, I'm a dad, but just unfamiliar with the hack. It's just where you just you're, you get the big leg kick and you're just you're just going. He didn't quite get the leg kick, but he was going right there. You can see the big swoop, He's going for that home run. Staying alive, one and two, no outs. Trying to tie it up with one swing is what you're you're getting at. Which he can. I don't I don't blame him, but two strikes. He's going to have to protect. Bryce steps off. Takes a look back at Johnson, who takes a step back towards first base, but does not go all the way back. Got to keep that um, jersey clean. Yeah, Dempster hit his 10th home run back in the second inning. It's a ball, 2-2 two and two is the count. That puts him one behind the team leader, Axel Johnson, who happens to be standing over at first base. Yeah, this duo is, this duo is nice. Johnson on the years two, batting 289. Dempster 268, but he's got that pop, so that kind of the heart of the order for the Pacifics. Got some potential. And that's a strikeout, though. That is number four, four on the night for Bryce. And you know what that means? He is now number one in the Pacific Association on strikeouts. Congratulations, Carl. That's his teammate, Dakota Freeze. We've been talking about that all night here, and finally it happened. Let's see if you can maybe extend that lead in the strikeout race a good facing shot at, uh, Escobar. Good shot of doing it here is Escobar struck out twice tonight. Yes, he's helping the cause. Half the strikeouts have come via Escobar. Ooh, Bryce, a little curveball right in there. Taking advantage. You know he's just playing with Escobar. Here's a strike. You're not going to swing. Yeah, Escobar has seen a lot of fastballs, so a good job by Bryce throwing that breaking ball in there. Bryce sets. Johnson at first. Swing and a miss by Escobar. Man, I was expecting a lot more from Escobar. You know, coming in, seeing that 371 average. You know, now it's now it's down to a measly 367. But yeah, but that was another off-speed pitch. Escobar just way out in front. Yeah, he's all over the place. That's a ball. Escobar takes a strong take. One and two. One down here in the bottom of sixth. On a no-two count, that was a good pitch by Bryce. Let's see if he get Escobar chasing. Uh, Escobar is, you know. He's been struggling tonight from the plate, so... Finally, some plate discipline from him on the right side. Ready on ready. The pitch. It's a curveball taken low and away. Evens the count at 2-2. Two and two. Escobar, 5'11", 2'30", native of Cuba. He played five years in the Cuban National Series. Bad 228 with four home runs and a 298 slugging percentage, which is not... Too nice. The pitch. They're going to call that a strike three on Escobar. Escobar's walking back to the dugout. Head kind of low. He's frustrated. Three strikeout night. Now he's going for the sombrero. But Bryce is happy. Look, you know, well, I want to say happy. More determined right now. He's feeling it. On the mound right there. Definitely staring a, down the next guy. Definitely in a good groove. Carl's feeling it tonight. You can just see he's thinking who's the next victim right here. Got that strikeout pitch going. He's ready for our next punch out. It's uh, Mike Anone stepping in. He's walked twice in his two at-bats tonight, so no official at-bats so far. 
That all could change with a strikeout Bryce and get him right here. And with that pitch though, low and inside for a ball. We're now two outs. Admirals up four to two over the Pacifics out here at Albert Park. Johnson on first via a single. A little infield single that he ran out. Oh, takes takes two steps as if he's going. Bryce steps off. Bryce had a little bit of help from the yeah. stands here. I think I heard an Admiral fan yelling, runner, runner, so Bryce steps off. Yeah, great to get see that away fan base coming out here. San Rafael supporting the Admirals. They're calling that outside 2-0. and See if Bryce can get that control back and battle back. Fornacci, second baseman, playing back on the grass. Trying to cover up the hole that's on the right side of the infield. Little flare out by right field, and Gomez is there. Talked about them playing off the line, but not far enough for a Pacific's hit. Four to two, Pacific. So we head over to the top of the seventh, and we send you back to Steven. We are back here in the top of the seventh inning. The Admirals lead 4-2 to two over the San Rafael Pacifics. We're at Albert Field, and it's official. My caffeine has kicked in. Nothing like that for the last... Sipping on that, uh, that Monster Energy drink there. I'm waiting for you to bounce off the walls and throw an inning or two here for uh, the Pacifics. They could use it. You know, I, <laughs> I would if they'd let me, but being an Admirals broadcaster, I think that might not be a good idea for San Rafael. <laughs> Carl Bryce has been dealing tonight. Uh, out of the sixth inning or six innings he's pitched, uh, four of those innings he's gone 14 pitches. Wow! So he's Effective. nothing if not consistent here tonight on, in San Rafael. Do I dare say a complete game? Maybe. You know I Maybe don't know. You rarely see it in today's game, but I mean, you know I, 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 I had I the off know. day yesterday. Maybe you let him go a little longer. Yeah. It, just a thought. Just a thought. So Matt Uresti is leading off the top half of the seventh. 
He's 0 for 2 on the day with a walk back in the first. Also has a stolen base on deck, Nick Aiken Sr., and in the whole Montreal Marshall. New pitcher for the Pacifics, Kyle Cutriff, placing Watland. Cutriff, a right hander. Five eleven. Bats right, throws right. He steps off the mound. I don't have any numbers on Kyle. Looks like this is his first appearance for San Rafael. So we'll get his first look here, and that is in there for a called strike. Well, we have some of his high school stats as a in three varsity seasons in high school. He bat three eleven, so. Maybe a little Shohei Otani action, a little two-way two -way guy maybe for the Pacifics? Probably not, but see if he can deal. You never know here in the Pacific Association as that is fouled straight back. So 0-2 now to Matt Ureste. He played for the Santa Fe Fuego in the Pecos League earlier this year. 1-1 one one record with an 8-6-7 ERA. Kind of ugly. Oof. In 18 games and 18 and two-thirds innings. We see a lot of players go back and forth between the Pacific Association and the Pecos League. And that is hit high down the right field line, but curving foul by my truck. <laughs> you know, I always try to make it a point to park as far away from the field as I can. I can't afford to have any glass broken. I should be okay. Thanks a lot, Matt. <laughs> so it's a no-two count to Ureste. Kofield. Is it Cutfield? Cutfield, I think so. Also, by the way, for Santa Fe, he was 0 for 2 for hitting, so maybe maybe we could see some ABs for uh, Kyle in the Pacific Association. So that last pitch misses for a ball, so 1 and 2 to Ureste. And a big Ooh. swing and a miss to send him down. That high cheese right there. You can't lay off, but that's not a strike. So one batter, one strikeout for Cutfield. It's going to bring up Nick Aiken Sr. Nick's 0 for 3. He's flown out twice to left field and a strikeout. Yeah, and he's, he's been this team's kind of unit. 33 RBIs are tied for fourth in the league. 12 home runs. Set the club record of 29 home runs and 81 RBIs last year. First pitch to Nick. He lays off of it. Just misses the zone. They look down to appeal. Everyone agrees. Ball one. It's going to be interesting to see if this Admiral's team can adjust to a pitcher that can finally throw a strike, as we saw Wetland and kind of his poor five-walk performance today. Five strikeouts, though, but... And the 1-0 pitch, that misses high, so it's 2-0 now to Nick Aiken Sr. Looks like Wilkins Jimenez, the other catcher on the roster, has some shin pads on, shin guards on, so might see somebody warm up here soon. They're kind of hiding behind the light pole. Can't quite see who it is yet. Out in the shade, yeah. And that belt-high strike, 2-1 and one to Aikens. Aiken's best year was in 2010 when he split it between rookie league teams in Ogden and Arizona when he bat 341, 431 on base, and 694 slugging. 29 home runs last year led the Pacific Association, and the 2-1 pitch misses high once again, so it's three balls in one strike. He had 21 home runs in that 2010 season with 70 RBIs in just 67 games, so 
Yeah, I think he, it's fair to say he's a slugger. Might explain why he's the Admiral's hitting coach. Yeah. So it's 3-1 count. The righty looks in, and a big swing and a miss on that 3-1. It's going to make it a full count now. We're in the top half of the seventh inning. Admirals lead 4-2 to two over the San Rafael Pacifics. There's one out, nobody on. Admirals four runs off of three hits. And that is high into the backstop. So Nick will gladly take first base. I was going to say that was going to be a big pitch for Kyle Cutriff right there, see if he could battle back against arguably the best hitter on this Admirals team. And he walked him, 3-2, one down. So we'll see if he can, how he handles with a man on base. But So the last game on Thursday, Aikens took one off the elbow, just off the pad. So kind of had to look back to the dugout, thankful that that high and tight pitch didn't get him. I was going to bring up Montrell Marshall. He had a shot out to center field for a home run. He's also struck out, and that Ooh. is hit high and deep. And Adios he, Pelota. He does it again for his second home run of the game. Montrell Marshall, back-to-back at-bats, back-to-back home runs, and again, that was a shot. This time, a two-run shot with Aikens on base. Coming around third, six to two, Admirals lead over San Rafael. Man, sorry, did I see the thunder there with the home run call? I just, that was just a moonshot right there. I was, we've seen some power here. I mean, the fences are pretty far back, a lot of foul territory, but man, they're just pounding them over the outfield fences. You had your chance for some home run calls earlier today. Yes. Got to let me get a little uh, shine in here on Saturday evening. That's going to bring up Chevy Clark. Chevy is over two with a walk and a strikeout as he looks at a first pitch outside, one and no. So Kutriff started strong with a strikeout, then had a walk, and now a home run. And that is hit well, but right at second baseman Biagini. He's going to throw it over to a new first baseman. It's like number 10, Harley Lopez, taking over for Amindo Escobar. It's going to bring up the big left-hander, Jacob Wark. It's got a single stolen base. He is one for three. And he takes the first pitch high, one and no. I think we have righty Alex Leach warming up in the in the Admirals bullpen. Looks like Bryce's day could be over. Yeah, quite a lead here. There's no reason to really push it for Carl Bryce. Jacob Work, nice open stance from the left side, and he hits that high and back foul out of play. It's gonna even up the count one and one. The defense playing work definitely to pull the right side of the infield back on the on the grass. But Axel Johnson out there in right well off the line, and that is a big swing and a miss, one and two. 
So two home runs by Montreal Marshall, a solo and a two-run shot. Admirals are up 6-2 over the Pacifics, and that breaking ball misses just a bit outside. 2-2 two and two to work. So shadows are now covering the right side of the field. No lights yet. Still sunny out in left and center. And that is spun foul down the left field line. Count's going to stay 2-2. Two and two. What are your impressions on Cutriff so far? Give that home run, but I did have that strikeout. What would you think? I mean, he looks like he's got some good stuff. It's a little hard to tell. We've only seen a few pitches. And that is in tight to work. So full count. No wind out in the outfield here. The flag is completely still. Just a beautiful evening in San Rafael. And that is a big swing and a miss by Wark. He's going to go down. And that is going to end the inning. So that's going to be the second strikeout for Kutriff. So we head into the bottom half of the seventh inning. You're listening to the Vallejo Admirals Broadcast Network.
We are here in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Colombo leading off and Carl Bryce still in the game for the Admirals. And that first pitch misses 1-0 to the catcher. So we've got some defensive alignment changes. Uh, Graylin Durkee coming into first base is going to shift Montreal Marshall to third. And Zach Files' day is over. That next pitch also misses the zone. So two balls and no strikes to Jacob Colombo. Colombo's one for two today, and this is his third at bat. And a big swing and a miss. Or excuse me, a big swing and a foul tip back. Looked like caught the helmet of Ricky Jingris. So two and one. Looks like we've got some action over in the Admiral's bullpen. Don't quite know who it is yet. Oh, it is John LaRossa. That pitch misses the zone three and one. <laughs> and the three one pitch, and that's a big swing. And this time a miss, no foul back. It's a full count now to Jacob Colombo. Yeah, it makes you wonder with some action in the bullpen how long they're going to have the leash on Bryce right now, especially that he's already gone six strong. Has not pitched into much trouble here today. He's given up a leadoff walk here, though, to start the bottom half of the second. Let's bring up the bottom of the order. Second baseman D Dante Biagini. Biagini's 0 for 2. The lefty steps in. So there's a one runner on, no outs. Admirals lead the Pacifics 6-2 to two here at Albert Field. And that pitch, knee-high strike called to be a genie. I'd like to thank everybody out there listening to us on the Vallejo Admirals Broadcast Network and the Mixler app, our streaming service for all your Admirals action. And that is hit high down the left field line and out of play, 0-2. It must have been like our eighth foul ball out of play here, man. They're just slapping it right out the left field line. Welcome to the Pacific Association. They have boxes of fresh baseballs for a reason. The two pitch from Bryce, and that's fouled off at the plate, just missing the leg of Biagini. So we're going to stay at 0-2. Yeah, Carl Bryce, Carl Bryce doing a great job here tonight. Only allowing five hits and two runs. And that's a check screen, and he didn't pull it back. So another strikeout for Carl. That's his sixth of the night. And he is in the lead of the Pacific Association. Let's bring up the top, half, top of the order. It's Raul Navarro. Navarro was one of those strikeout victims. He's hit a single and flown out to Gomez in right field. So one on and one away here in the bottom of the seventh. Bryce looks over and now gets set with his foot on the rubber. And that first pitch is low, 1-0 to Navarro. 
at in six innings, having 14 pitches in four of those innings is pretty. It's pretty. I would say consistent for Carl Price. In the third inning, he only had 10 pitches and 22 in the fourth. And that is hit high in right center field. Running back is Chevy Clark. And wave goodbye. Two-run shot by Raul Navarro. That's going to make it six to four. Three. Six to three. <laughs> six to three. The Admirals still six to four. Admirals lead the Pacifics. It's it's something. We'll get it together here soon as Jingris calls time and P.J. Phillips making a slow trot out to the mound. So that two-run shot, it's going to make it 6-4. to four. Scoreboard's, wrong. Scoreboard's wrong. I thought it was four. Well, so the new pitcher for the Admirals will be John LaRossa. We're going to take a minute to watch him warm up. And while we do that, we're going to take a little break, and we'll come right back here in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Admirals lead 6-4 to four over the Centerfell Pacifics. Welcome back to the bottom half of the seventh inning at Albert Field. We just finished watching Admirals relief pitcher John LaRosa warm up. Starting pitcher Carl Bryce today, 91 pitches, four runs on seven hits. He did give up two home runs, a solo shot, and just now a two-run shot. Admirals lead 6-4. to four. Up now is Marcus Montalongo. Montalongo has a double and is one for three. Left-hander steps in to take a look at the right-handed LaRosa. And that's a big swing and a miss by Montalongo. Montalongo, 0-1. Do we dare categorize that as a daddy hack there? Was that a, was that a, you think it was a big old swing? I mean, it was pretty big. 
and that is right back up the middle off of LaRosse's glove. He runs over, throws it to first, and he gets him in time. What a play there by John LaRosse. That was hit hard right back up the middle and off his glove, and he stuck with it. Yeah, it looked like he had some trouble with that initially. Kind of surprised him right back, pretty much right at his glove, but bounced to the third base side. And he made a quick play and has an out, two down. Yaler Peguero up now, the third baseman for San Rafael. The lefty's 0 for on the day, 0 for 3. Axel Johnson on deck. And that first pitch is high. Uh, two outs and nobody on. LaRosa looks into Jingers for the signs and delivers a pitch just below the zone, 2-0. and A good 80% of the field now is in shadow. Some sun out in center and Jacob Work shielding his eyes out in left. And the 2-0 pitch misses just inside. 3-0 and is the count. I'm surprised they haven't turned the lights on, actually. It's starting to get kind of dark, but Work gets the, uh, the sun right in his eyes right now. So La Rosa gets set from the stretch, and the righty throws, and that's right down the middle. I don't know what streets out here. I couldn't. I was going to say Georgia, but we're not in Vallejo at Wilson Park, so it's right down... Fourth Street. Fourth Street. There we go. <laughs> Second Street's got construction, so it's right down Fourth Street, so the count's 3-1, and one, and that is hit high down the left field line and out of play. I was going to say straight down 101, but it's 101's not straight, <laughs> especially here through San Rafael. Right down Tiburon Boulevard. Either way, it's a full count now to Pagaro, and that just misses the outside corner. LaRosa won of that one, but he's not going to get it, so... That is a walk. Guerrero makes his way to first. He's going to bring up Axel Johnson. Johnson's one for three. So lefty kicks some dirt around and gets set. There's two on. Excuse me, two outs and one on for Johnson. And LaRosa gets set. Checks runner. Good lead over at first by Paguero. And that is a called strike. Johnson gets on. You got the always lethal Corey Dempster on deck. Don't want that to happen, especially with two outs right now. Paguero has th three stolen bases. He's only played 17 games for San Rafael. He's got a good lead over at first. And that is hit high down the left field line, but it's a blooper. Montreal Marshall going over, Wark heading over. It got bounced and off it, the light tower. Oh, okay, it bounced off the lights there in Man. foul territory down the left field line and bounced halfway back towards home plate. So Marshall, Montreal Marshall moved from first over to third. And there is a circle around the light post, a dead ball area heading towards the... Uh, bullpen for the visiting team. So 
So it is a 0-2 count to Johnson, and that is outside. 1-2. and two. Paguero getting a big secondary lead over there at first. Good job by Jingers not letting that outside pitch get past him. Rossa checks the runner, and that pitch also misses outside. Counts now two and two. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Centerfield down by two. So La Rossa gets set. And that pitch also outside. So three outside pitches in a row is going to make it a full count. Ureste at short playing up the middle. So left-handed Johnson steps in. Fornacci, second baseman, back on the grass. And Durkee, the new first baseman, is playing deep as well, not holding the runner on. There goes the runner, and it's fouled straight back. So we're going to stay 3-2, and two, and Piguero is going to make his way back to first. Starting to cool down here in Albert Park. And Jacob Work giving up the line so he can stand in the shadows. Out there in left field. Chevy Clark in center is also standing in his shadow. Most of center field is still in the sun, but taking advantage of the shadows out there in the outfield. So 3-2 count. And the pitch in that is hit high and back out of play. So we will stay at 3-2. I think that just hit another light tower. It hit something. Yeah. Not my car. As the kids start running around. Going shagging balls. No doubt to get a treat at the concessions here at Albert Field. So 3-2 to the right fielder and that's a big swing and a miss to end the oh he got what? oh it's a foul oh, ball he got a piece of it I, I didn't see the piece but sounds good we're going to stay at 3 and 2 Paguero is going to make his way back to second So Ross is going to step back on the rubber. We're going to stay three and two. Pugrero going, and that pitch is high. So Axel Johnson able to work a walk. So back-to-back -back walks is going to bring up Corey Dempster. Corey is solo home run in the second, walked and struck out tonight. The righty stepping into the box. LaRosa is going to ask for a new ball. So two on and two out for Dempster. Matt Ureste playing, shading more towards up the middle now, moving a little bit more to his right, my left. He and second baseman Fernacci having a little conversation and Fernacci's definitely covering the bag and that breaking ball just misses the inside corner 1 and 0 
La Rosa gets set. Big leads out there at first and second. And that's another big swing and a miss from a Pacific's batter. One and one now to Corey Dempster. So he thinks about that one. I think he was trying to hit it over the fence like his previous home run back in the second. But, man, he can't swing it. She's that high. Now, fastball across the letters. Definitely an aggressive swing. The 1-1 pitch from LaRosa. And another aggressive swing, this time way underneath it to make it a 1-2 count. Dempster taking his time to get back in the box. Had two great pitches back-to-back -back by LaRosa. High fastballs to the right-handed Dempster. Fornacci playing almost behind second base. Guerra with a huge lead. LaRosa looks back at him and delivers the 1-2 pitch. Another high fastball, but this time Dempster lays off of it. 2-2. Two and two. It's like we've got Alex Rodriguez warming up in the Pacific's bullpen. The A-Rod. A-Rod's friend. And there's a swing and a miss. Dempster goes down, and that's going to end the bottom half of the inning. Not before the Pacific's can put two up. The Admirals lead 6-4. to four. You are listening to the Vallejo Admirals Baseball Network. We are here in the top of the eighth inning. The Admirals lead 6-4 over the San Rafael Pacifics. So we're getting a look at right-handed reliever Alex Rodriguez. No, not the former Marlin <laughs> Yankee. This one is a sidearm reliever. San Rafael getting a two-run home run. 
in the bottom half of the seventh to make it six to four. A shot by Raul Navarro. Rodriguez is kind of like a righty version of Oliver Perez on the Indians. Kind of more, not complete submarine, but really low three-quarters side on just kind of shoulder level when he releases the ball. Just below. Yeah, dip down below his elbow. Catcher Ricky Jingris is going to lead off the inning. Then second baseman Fornacci, followed by Graylin Durkee for his first at-bat today. little sweet Caroline playing over the PA system here at Albert Field. Beautiful night for baseball. The lights are now on as the 97% of the field is under shadow. Man, any ball's got everything here. Sweet Caroline, I love it. Jingris played for the Pacifics last year before coming over to the Admirals. The fans here know him well. He looks at a first pitch ball inside. Andrew Cartier was getting loose. Cartier was getting loose in the Admiral's bullpen. And that pitch is in there for a strike. One and one. Rodriguez gets set in the 1-1 pitch and that is roped but foul down the right field line 1-2 and two. boy Jingaris is all over that one just turned a little too much Alex Johnson playing well off the line in right field Jingaris is 0-2 with a walk looking to fix that here Rodriguez gets set and delivers, and that is an off-speed pitch right back up at Rodriguez. He stabs at it, unable to get it, but right there is Biagini to bail out his pitcher, one away. Biagini had to go quick on that, especially after uh, Rodriguez missed it. But no, he didn't rush. Perfect throw, got the out. Yeah, good job there by Biagini, charging in pretty hard and able to get the out for the Pacifics. It's going to bring up Chris Fernacci. Yeah, Chris Fernacci. Fernacci has been hit by a pitch twice and walked. So he's looking for his first official at bat. Hopefully he can use that Birdman that We haven't seen too much of it in his at bats. Those hit by pitches, but hopefully he can get a put a ball in play here in the eighth. So one away, and Fernacci looks at a pitch outside, one and no. A little bit of a breeze out there now that the sun is disappearing, blowing from left to right, and that is dribbled foul down the left field line, 1-1. One one. Durkee on deck, we'll get our first look at him today. So we're in the top of the eighth, one ball, one strike, one out. Admirals lead 6-4 to four over the Pacifics. Six Admiral runs on only four hits. And that off-speed pitch is fouled straight back. One and two. That looked like 65 miles an hour. That looked really slow. It did. And with that low sidearm release, it 
it's a lot of just different spin than what you're normally used to seeing. Rodriguez regroups, <laughs> tosses the rosin. Pump has to cut off the PA's music. Yeah, I'm not sure what the music is in between pitches. Normally the umpires get a little irritated at that from the PA. Rodriguez gets set and delivers the one-two pitch. And that is hit high out into center field. Right there is Montalongo. A couple steps in, and he makes the second out of the inning. So now we're going to get our first look at Graylin Durkee. Durkee's hitting 254 and 59 at-bats and eight games with the Admirals. A late addition to the squad playing first base as Fornacci makes his way back in. The tall, lean, left-handed Durkee waiting for Rodriguez. And that is an overhand pitch. Rodriguez slips. Ball is in the dirt and gets past Colombo. 1-0. It was interesting to see Rodriguez throw that after so many sidearm pitches with the, the low arm delivery. That time he went over the top. I'm not sure if it was because he had lost his footing or what that was, but maybe we'll keep an eye on that. And it's another sidearm delivery, and that is zipped in there for a strike. One and one. No action in either pen, so looks like they're going to keep with Rodriguez for the Pacifics at least. Durkee is replacing Zach Files in the batting order. Zach was one for three, a double and a strikeout before his day was over. 1-1 one, one count. And that is inside. So it looks like Rodriguez lost his footing again. Kicking some dirt around in his landing spot. So two balls and one strike to Graylin. Navarro, the shortstop, playing almost behind second base out on the grass. Biagini out on the grass. That's an off-speed pitch that misses low and outside. Three, yeah, and, three and one. It looks like A-Rod kind of getting his footing mis mix mixed up with that wet mound right now. It looks like he really isn't able to kind of turn on it and get some velo on these, kind of grooving some of his off-speed. And that is a called strike. Durkee disagrees. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if it's because of his, his really low release, but his back leg, which is his right leg, is spinning around. And he's not quite getting a good landing on it. And that is roped, but right there is first baseman Lopez, and he walks it over to the back to end the inning. So no run scored. We'll stay at 6-4, to four, the Admirals lead the San Rafael Pacifics. Thank you for listening to the Vallejo Admirals Broadcast Network.
Welcome back to Albert Field. The Vallejo Admirals lead the San Rafael Pacifics 6-4. Bottom of the eighth inning. Leading off will be Harvey Lopez. This is our first look at Lopez since he came in to replace Escobar. Escobar's day ended with three strikeouts. So let's take a look at the left-handed Lopez. And the first pitch to him just below the zone. 1-0. La Rosa still on the mound for the Admirals. Looks and gets the signs. It gets set. And that's a fastball. A big swing and fouled it off at the plate to even up the count 1-1. One and one. Infield defense playing back on the grass up the middle. Montreal Marshall at third playing about medium depth. Durkee at first is as well. And that pitch is high, two and one. Sun's finally set over Albert Park. No, sh no uh, shadows for the outfielders. Lights are on. And as you mentioned, uh, the, uh, the temperature is dropping just a touch. It's beautiful. I love it. The two-on pitch. That's roped down the left field line. Durkee dives, doesn't get it. Making a, taking a, a good turnaround first is Lopez. But Gomez gets it in time. So a leadoff single for San Rafael here in the bottom of the eighth. Great effort there by Graylin Durkee, but just not able to get to it in time. That's going to bring up Micah Known. Mike's 0 for 1. He got thrown out at the plate on a relay from left. That fastball, a little low, a little outside, 1 0. Good lead over at first by Lopez. Big hole on the right side with Durkee holding him on at first. That fastball misses outside. So Jinkers is going to come out and have a little chat with La Raza. A lot of music coming from the yeah, PA here today. Yeah, I was about to say that. They're they're really aggressive with that. Pushing some despacito right now. Andrew Cartier still warming up in the bullpen for Vallejo. Jinkers making his way back behind the plate. So 2-0 to unknown. Rossa gets set and delivers a big swing and a miss by unknown. 2-1. and one. Would that qualify as your... I think so. Your, was a, that a daddy a hack? A daddy hack? I think so. It's going to have to... I'm going to have to get used to that one, I think. Yeah. The right-hander gets set and delivers inside and low. Easy take for a known. Three and one. He was thrown out by work back in the fourth inning. Well, it was a relay. Uh, work to files into home by about six feet. Not a chance. Lopez with a good lead over at first. And that... 
just off the outside corner for a walk. So not that's how it's going to get started here in the bottom half of the eighth. Yeah, not a good way you want to start out this inning. And it looks like P.J. Phillips is going to make his way out to home plate, and that's going to do it for La Rosa today as he's going to exit the mound, and Andrew Cartier is going to come in for the Admirals while he gets warmed up. We're going to take a little break here from Albert Field, and we'll continue with the action right after this. We are back here in the bottom of the eighth inning. John LaRossa's day is over. Three walks, a strikeout, and a single given up by LaRossa. Got Andrew Cartier on the mound, just finishing his warm-ups. He's inheriting two runners on, first and second with nobody out. It's going to bring up Jacob Colombo. Jacob's one for two with a walk. Now back for your Admirals lead 6 to 4. 6 runs, 4 hits and an error. Pacifics have 4 runs, 6 hits and an error. So we get our first look at Cartier here and the right-hander spins around to check on Lopez at second. So we'll reset. Colombo will dig back in. Colombo a rough night behind the plate today for San Rafael. Montrez Marshall playing Colombo to bunt. And that first pitch, fastball, misses high. Marshall at third. He's playing about three or four steps in on the grass. Durkee over at first is playing on the grass as well. And 
and that is a fastball at the knees to even it up one and one. Corner infield's playing in and charging, but Colombo has yet to square around a bunt. Wouldn't be a bad situation, though, with two runners on and no outs. And that is hit high into right field. Gomez moving back underneath it, and he makes the catch. Gomez showing off his arm, throwing it into second, but not before Lopez can tag and get to third. So a sacrifice fly for a Colombo. That's going to bring up Dante Biagini. Dante is 0 for today with a strikeout, 0 for 3. He's coming up, runners on the corners with one out. Cartier looks in, gets the sign. And that is hit high into foul territory down the left field line, but it's going to be out of play. Look out. And that actually hits a car. A parked car hit the hood. Kids are running everywhere, stomping all over the place. It's an 0-1 count to be a genie. It was like a herd of elephants just ran behind us here at our broadcast table. That was an earthquake. So 0-1 count now to be a genie. And Cartier steps off. Middle of the infield playing at double play depth. And Cartier checks over on the runner at first. And known back safely. Have one out from that sack fly. Yeah, they, they're behind. They don't have the count right or the outs. And that is fouled straight back 0-2. I don't know if anybody they're too busy playing music. Yeah. <laughs> Every there, single pitch. Up there in the booth. But it's an 0-2 count with one out. Runners on the corners. Cartier's going to ask for a new ball. Yeah, perhaps look for an off-speed. That's normally what happens when a pitcher asks for a new ball. They want kind of that cleanness so they can get a good grip on. So 0-2 is the count to be a genie. Cartier finds a sign he likes from Gingras and gets set. Just Ooh. off the outside corner. That's tough. Man, Andrew's only standing at 5'10", but it looks like he's got some good velo on his fastball. Asking for time. So 1-2 and two is the count. A good lead over at third by Lopez. And that is fouled off at the plate. Count's going to stay one and two. Marshall at third, hugging the line. Big gaps here in the infield with Durkee holding a known on at first. And the middle infield playing it straight up the middle. And there's a big swing and a miss for a strikeout. So 
Dante Biagini with his second strike out of the game. And that's going to bring up the top of the order. Raul Navarro. Raul hit a two-run. Raul hit a two-run shot in his last at bat. So two outs and runners at the corners. Admirals lead six to four in the bottom of the eighth. Be a big opportunity, RBI opportunity for Navarro. He's already got two in the night. And that first pitch misses. So 1-0 count. Cartier looks in for the signs from Gingris. And that is hit high, but back and out of play. Even up the count, 1-1. One and one. The righty looks in for the signs once again out of the stretch. Checks the runner at third. And that breaking ball misses inside. Two and one. The lights are starting to take effect here now that the sun has disappeared. And that is fouled back as well. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, two runners on the corners. All these foul balls are making for some good souvenirs for all the kids running around here. And the pitch is low and in the dirt. Full count now to Ryo Navarro. I think it was Matt Tarones warming up a little bit over in the Admirals bullpen, but that is ended, and that is hit right into shallow right field. Coming into scores, Lopez going over to sec third is a known and unable to get the runner at second as Navarro takes it on the throw over to third. So an RBI single that he stretched out into a double is going to make it 6-5 to five here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah, if you're Gomez, you can't let that happen. He misplays out right field, probably could have caught it. And then throws it to third, and let's, um, let's get an extra base. Yeah, Gomez's arm, though, he that was a little bit more online. I think he would have gotten known at third. P.J. Phillips is making his way out, and it looks like that is going to do it for Andrew Cartier. Matt Tarones running in from the bullpen. Tarona is a left-hander, six foot two, two hundred pounds. This is his seventh appearance. He's got a 6.75 ERA, an 0-1 record, five strikeouts, five walks. And while he gets ready to go here, we're going to take a little break from Albert Field. 
The Admirals lead 6-5 over the San Rafael Pacifics. You're listening to the Blue Admirals Broadcast Network. And we are back here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Admirals lead 6-5 over the San Rafael Pacifics. So we take a look at Matt Tarones pitching now for the Admirals. He finishes his warm-ups here. Looks like Jimmy Lunardelli pinch hitting for the Pacifics. Got to see Lunar Deli quite a bit this year. He's played 42 games for San Rafael. He's hitting 264 and 144 plate appearances. He's got three home runs. He struck out 46 times, 11 stolen bases, so he's got some speed. The right-hander gets ready to step in. There's two outs, runners on second and third. The lefty Tironas gets set. And the first pitch from Tarones is fouled high and back. 0 and 1. In this one run game, it's going to be a big opportunity for the Pacifics if they can get these two guys on base uh, as they're running out of outs. That they are. And that pitch is just a little outside. To Lunardelli. So Montalongo's day will end. He was one for four with a double. 
So the 1-1 pitch on the way. And that is a knee-high strike with some heat behind it. One and two count. Admiral's dugout very happy about that one. They're looking to keep their hitting streak alive. Excuse me, their winning streak alive at five games. The one-two pitch. Belt high, but just above the belt to even it up two and two. Not a bad pitch, though, by Tarones. Right side of the infield for the Admirals playing deep. Left side is as well. 2-2 pitch and a big swing and miss, but tapped foul as that ball squirts away. So we'll stay at 2-2. Two two. Mike Anone, the third base runner, charging in. So two balls, two strikes, two out, two runners on. Admirals lead 6-5 to five here in the bottom of the eighth. Pacific's looking to chip away at the lead to then tie it up. And that pitch is in the dirt. Full count now to Jimmy Lunardelli. First base is open, so look for him to get out of it. Go right at him. And Peguero on deck. Peguero is 0 for, 4, or 0 for 3 with a walk. 3 2 pitch. Just missed the zone somehow, some way. But Lunar Deli will make his way down to the first. So bases are loaded. Yaler Peguero. I'd like to mention Peguero has hit safely in 16 games. So that streak is in jeopardy here. As I mentioned, he's 0 for 3 with a walk. But now he's up to bat. The righty is looking at bases loaded with two out. And that pitch is high from Tarones. 1 and 0. You feel the energy here at Albert Field? Tarones gets set. And that is roped into center field. This is going to tie it up. Oh, and it gets past Chevy Clark under his legs. One's going to score. Two's going to score. Three's going to score. And it's going to be a play at the plate. And it's an inside-the-park home run. My goodness. A bases-clearing inside-the-park home run. Everybody comes in to score. And just like that in the bottom of the eighth, 9-6, to six, San Rafael takes the lead over Vallejo. My goodness. That was a shot by Puguero, who now has hit safely in 17 straight games. And just a misplay by Chevy Clark. That ball gets past him and goes all the way out to the fence. Man, that's just unfortunate right there. The Admirals were looking pretty good heading into that inning, and now 
Down three. So I think that's going to do it for Torones. Let's see. Looks like a little confusion on who's going to come out of the bullpen. They're stalling a little bit, but I'm just going out to break it up. PJ Phillips is out on the mound now, having a little talk with Toronas, and it looks like, looks like Toronas will stay in. My goodness. Came into the bottom of the eighth, six to four. Now it is six to or excuse me, now it is nine to six. Now batting for your Pacific, sponsored by Marine Subaru. Twenty-seven. Axel Johnson. So that's going to bring up Axel Johnson. Axel's one for three with a walk. So it looks like Mike Melendez is warming up in the Admiral's bullpen. Melendez just activated back onto the Admiral's roster. I'm getting word here that oh, they're going to rule that a single with two RBIs and an error on the center fielder. Single, two RBIs, and an error on Chevy Clark. Man, inside the park, Grand Slam in a way, and not officially, but... An unofficial inside unofficial. the park, Grand Slam. Little League, Grand Slam. Little League, there we go. Little League, Grand Slam. Let's not let facts get in the way of a good story. And that first pitch just misses. Two and one to Axel Johnson. Toronto's get set. Mike Melendez looks to be ready out there, and that is high and tight. Melendez was set to start last night, but the game was postponed in Sonoma. I had a chance to talk to him a little bit. He was really looking forward to get that start in. And a big swing and a miss. So full count to Axel Johnson. Torones looks in for the signs from Gingris. And that is popped up high but foul and out of play. So the count remains three and two. That energy I was talking about seems to have been zapped. San Rafael putting five up so far in the bottom of the eighth. Three balls, two strikes, two outs to the right fielder, Axel Johnson. And that is popped up high, but in the infield, right there is you is Marshall making the out at third base. But not before the Pacifics can take the lead. Six, or excuse me, nine to six over the Admirals as we move into the top half of the ninth.
You are listening to the Vallejo Admirals Broadcast Network. Welcome back to Admiral Field, the San Rafael Pacifics 9, the Vallejo Admiral 6, as we get to take a look at Jalen Figueroa, the San Rafael closer. This is his 24th appearance, only a one-run ERA and 12 saves, 52 strikeouts to 7 walks. This guy is a stud on the mound. The Admirals watch him warm up. It's going to be the top of the order. Gomez Ureste Aiken Sr. And what a bottom of the eighth inning for San Rafael. Putting up five runs. And went into that inning down six to four. Yeah, and even in the seventh. Seven of the whole run, all Pacific's the runs have come in the past two innings. All seven of their runs outside the two, uh, two from the second and third. Yeah, just the fur, the second, the third, and then seven, and the and the seventh and the eighth. Yeah. <laughs> Vlad Gomez making his way into the box as we get a, a little look at his ritual. He takes a few steps down third, practice swing, points at the ump and the catcher, makes his way back to the box, grabs some dirt thinks about it and then walks into the box. Vlad led the game off with a double. Since then he's walked, struck out, and grounded out to second. So the Admirals went from being up to now down to their last three outs. And that first pitch misses high, 1-0. Got awfully quiet here all of a sudden. It's a little weird hearing myself talk and just me. 
And it, <laughs> yes, I should be used to myself talking. The 1-0 pitch misses high, 2-0. Yeah, a lot of the fans have cleared out after the uh, ceremony in the first. It's a broadca broadcasting. It's nice to hear a little buzz uh, when it it sounds like you're the only person in there. It gets a little awkward. So Figueroa delivers a 2-0 pitch, and that is the third one that misses high. Easy take for Gomez. The right fielder gets set. He taps the plate. And that is a fastball in there for a strike. Three and one now to Vladimir. You know, looking at the Pacifics, an Admiral series kind of dating back this year for the Pacifics wins. That is hit high but foul down the right field line and out of play. Three they've, and two. They've scored a lot of runs late. I mean... Look at the game, the 15-3 victory over the Admirals. They scored five runs after the seventh inning. The 3-1 three one victory, they scored all three runs in the sixth and seventh. The 2 nothing victory, they scored both of those runs in the seventh and eighth. And that is dribbled back to the pitcher. Pagaro's unable to handle it, and the Speedy Gomez gets down to first. We'll see how they officially score that. It would have been a tough play coming off the mound for Jalen. Timeouts called by Pugero. Fixes his shoe. Yeah, I'd blame it on my shoe too. <laughs> That's going to bring up Matt Ureste. Matt's 0 for 3 with a walk and a stolen base as the lefty gets ready. Admiral's got some speed out there on first base with Gomez. I'm going to go ahead and officially, unofficially score that a single. That was a tough play for Pagaro. The first pitch to Reste has popped right back up over our heads and the grand grandstands 0-1. Even if he was the field that cleanly Gomez got that speed, I think he would have easily ran that out even if he had recollected himself. Yeah, tough play all around. A big hole on the right side of the infield for the left-handed Ureste to use if he is able to get a hold of one. Biagini, second baseman, shading over towards the bag. And that pitch is low and outside, one and one. With Lopez holding on Gomez at first. Ureste's eye has got to be big, big looking at that. Gomez taking a nice lead out to the cut of the grass. Timeout called by Ureste as he steps out. Nick Aiken Sr. on deck. And that is foul tipped right back into the glove. One and two. Lights are on and they're bright as the sun has disappeared and has been for a while. Centerfield leads Vallejo nine to six. So one ball and two strikes to Matt Ureste. And that breaking pitch misses outside two and two. Yeah, you probably need a jacket. It's cooled down quite a bit from the kind of the warm afternoon Saturday feeling, but it's still very beautiful out here in San Rafael. So with one on and no out, Admiral's dugout showing some life here. 
And it's dead quiet now. The one-two pitch. Check swing, and he doesn't hold. Ureste doesn't like it, and he's upset at the plate. That is just an unfortunate call. That's unfortunate. But nothing he can do but head back to the bench. Matt Ureste goes down. Check swinging. Gomez with his helmet off at first. Nick Aiken Sr. is making his way into the box. The big righty is 0 for 3 with a walk and a strikeout. So one out and one on. And that pitch is a big swing and a miss by Aiken's 0 and 1. Looks like he was going for a long bomb there. That swing. When you see enough of Aiken's swings, you'll say that he's going for the long bomb on about 95% of them. And the 0-1 pitch is down low. Easy tank, 1-1. One one. Much better than Navarro we saw earlier leading off, stepping out of there, almost scared of the ball earlier in the game. So one ball, one strike, one out, one runner on. And the pitch. That one misses low and outside. Two and one now to Nick. I'd say congratulations to Nick. This past week he had twins. So made a father again. I'm sure he already knows he's in for quite a handful. And that breaking ball is in there at the knees to even it up two and two. The Admiral's dugout none too happy here in the top of the ninth, down nine to six. Peguero gets set and delivers a two-two, and that is dribbled foul down the third baseline. P.J. Phillips fields it cleanly and tosses it somewhere over to the Pacific's dugout to the ball boy. So we're going to stay 2-2 two and two after that great play by P.J. Nick is digging in. And Paguero gets set. And a Back-to-back -back strikeouts as Akins goes down swinging. Looked like Peguero was pitching from as far to the first base side of the rubber as the right-hander could get. Almost even looked like he might not have even been touching it from where I'm sitting. He's going to bring up Montreal Marshall. Montreal's got two home runs today and wouldn't mind having a third in this at-bat. Big righty digs in. Breaking pitch is in there for a called strike. So Vladimir Gomez on first. There's two outs, and it's an 0-1 count to Marshall. Figueroa looks in for the signs from Colombo, finds one he likes, and Marshall calls time. Marshall having a multi-hit day today. Two for four. 
three RBIs, only one strikeout, and two runs scored. Yeah, two of the Admirals, five hits. And that's a fastball that's high above the letters, one and one. The Admirals are able to stay alive. Chevy Clark is on deck. And that is another breaking pitch that's over the plate for a called strike. So one ball, two strikes, two out to Montrell. Now the center fell bleachers coming alive. And that is in tight. Montrell gets out of the way. Gomez thinks about running as the ball squirts away from Colombo, but decides not to. You don't want to end the game trying to steal or take second base. Yeah, smart move, no reason to. You know, you're down three. You don't need to risk it, especially with Colombo behind the dish. Yeah. So Montrell gets set to see a 2 2 pitch. And Puguero delivers, and that is fouled. High and out of play down the first baseline. So the count remains two and two. The Admiral's dugout has come alive. 